Taking a look back at some of the news that shaped the week, I'm Matt Boylant. US President Joe Biden was heckled by Palestinian activists demanding a ceasefire in Gaza while delivering a campaign speech in South Carolina on Monday. Pro-Palestinian protesters hijacked the event at an historically black church. As Biden spoke, demonstrators rose up from the back pews and began shouting at the president, demanding he do more to end the war. If you really care about the lives lost here, you should honor the lives lost to for a ceasefire in Palestine. It's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. The protesters were eventually removed from the church. Meanwhile, a larger group of Palestinian supporters had gathered outside where they continued their chants, armed with Palestinian flags and signs condemning US support for Israel and calling for a ceasefire. Despite providing Israel with full diplomatic support in its war against Hamas, including money and weapons, in responding to the protesters' concerns, Biden said he'd done all that he could to get Israel to scale back its aggression. I understand their passion, and I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza using all that I can to do. Also making news this week, America's former First Lady Michelle Obama admitted she's losing sleep, knowing former President Donald Trump could very well retake the White House this year. Speaking in a recent podcast interview, Michelle said she's terrified at what's to come. The things that yeah. keep me up because you, you don't have control over them mm -hmm. and you wonder where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that I, sometimes I think people take for granted. There was widespread outrage in Italy this week after video went viral online showing hundreds of neo-fascist activists performing Nazi salutes during a ceremony in Rome. The crowd dressed in black had gathered outside the former headquarters of the now defunct Italian Social Movement Party to commemorate the 46th anniversary of the death of three teenage activists. The footage has sparked outrage across the country, with government officials saying fascist gestures have no place in modern Italy. There were also remarkable scenes in Germany as farmers threatened to paralyse the nation. They're using tractors and trucks to block major roads right across the country in protest of the government's austerity measures, which they fear will force farms to close. The week-long rally is expected to end with a major demonstration in the German capital of Berlin on January 15. In brief, a US Navy sailor was sentenced to two years federal prison this week for selling military secrets to China. And the chief of the World Health Organization now says the world must move to a plant-based diet, claiming our current farming practices are killing 8 million people a year. This has been Matt Boyland for TNT Radio. I'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. When you can point me to an industry, 
to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans. That's real. That's substantive. That's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. Grant Edwards, playing today's best country, Liberty New Zealand Breakfast, the world at five, on 88.1 FM, the wireless. Oh, good morning, five minutes past five, thanks for joining me, you are, we've had a couple of days off, it's been good, been marvellous, yeah, yeah, very pleased about that. Okay, let's uh, get things rolling in just a moment. Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist community. Oh, yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Comrade, 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 comrade. That was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Has changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. All right, let's look at the extremes. First of all, that was a good wake-up call. 23.5 degrees in Napier right now. Tiananmen is the lowest with uh, 6.6. Uh, the windiest place to be is um, in the city of Wellington right now. Not not at the airport or not Nugent Nugget Point, rather. 46 kilometres per hour, and it's not very much, is it? It's dry everywhere except New Plymouth Airport. Well, actually, no, probably the, the, that's, they've got the most rain at the moment. Three millimetres per hour right there. The temperatures right across the main centres today, right now, the um, right down in Stewart Island, 8 degrees in Stewart Island, but right out at, at um, the Chatham Islands, it's 18 degrees, a further 10 degrees hotter. Invercargill, 7 degrees, Dunedin's on 10, Timbaroo, 13 and Christchurch. Blenheim's on 18 degrees, it's quite warm, isn't it, this morning? Queenstown, 11, Franz Joseph's all, also on 11, that's Franz Joseph and Westport, they're both on the west coast of our South Island. Uh, Franz Joseph, 11, Westport, 15, Nelson's on 20 degrees. Wellington, 18 degrees. Masterton, 21. Palmerston, 19. Uh, New Plymouth, 20. Um, Napier has 23 degrees. Pretty warm there today. That's the hottest, actually. 23.5 degrees. Taupo and Rotorua are both sharing 18 degrees this morning. Uh, Gisborne's on 20. Hamilton, 19, along with Tauranga. Uh, Auckland's on 21, Whangarei 20 and Kaitaia 21 degrees this morning. Let's uh, check out the short forecast. Well, uh, it's going to be valid until midnight tonight for Northland to Waikato, including the Coromandel Peninsula, the Bay of Plenty and Taupo. Cloudy and isolated showers turning to rain this afternoon with some heavy falls for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. Cloud increasing, scattered rain developing in Hawke's Bay this morning and spreading elsewhere in the afternoon. Uh, from Waitomo to Wellington and the Wairarapa, including Tamaranui and Taihapi or Taramanui, that's how they say it there in the good old days... Um, yeah, in my day, back in my day, Grandad. But Grandad, this is your day. Oh, so it is. Yeah. Uh, you, rain coming. Uh, rain becoming widespread this morning. Heavy in places. 
easing to isolated showers during the afternoon and evening. And from Buller, Westland and also Nelson, you've got showers today, clearing this morning and becoming mainly fine. Well, great, it's warm too. Uh, for however, you've got isolated showers about the ranges this evening. For Marlborough and Canterbury, scattered showers developing this morning and then clearing in the evening. Otago and Southland, gosh, this is going on forever. Is it? I don't know, has time slowed up? It's like I'm on marijuana or something. Everything's gone slow, you know, sort of like... <laughs> Whoa, but I don't, ha- I don't have the marijuana. I have had it in homeopathic uh, doses, which is so small. In fact, it's, there's nobody home. It's basically just water. It could be the placebo effect. Some would say that, but then animals, we give it to animals, and they, I don't think they're very familiar with the placebo effect. Anyway, back to the weather. Otago, Southland and Fjordland, mainly fine in Northland and Central Otago and also a few showers elsewhere, becoming confined to the south coast in the afternoon. Chatham Islands today for you, periods of rain for you. I'll be back with, in just one moment and I'll be giving you the extended forecast so you know what, what, how to prepare for the week. How to prepare. This comic brilliantly exposes the problem with atheism. Check it out. And the nothing people make fun of the God people. They say God doesn't exist. I'm like, okay, maybe. But you know what definitely doesn't exist? Nothing. That's the defining characteristic of nothing, is that it doesn't exist. So what are we talking about? Either you think it's God, something you can't see, touch, taste, photograph, and science can't prove, or you think it's nothing, something you can't see, touch, taste, photograph, and science can't prove. I think we can all agree, if nothing, if your nothing sometimes spontaneously erupts into everything, that's a pretty magical nothing, you guys. Ask the nothing people, what happens when you die? They'll tell you, nothing. You go into nothing. I'm like, you mean you merge back with your creator? That's heaven. Mm, that seems to be the case, doesn't it? Now, the extended forecast. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mary Jane. And now, wireless local news. Oh, that's local news. Oh, no, no, we're not doing local news. We're doing, uh, we're doing uh, weather. Where's the weather one, Mary Jane? Um, oh, yeah, how about weather? And now, wireless weather. Uh, How arrogant are you? Hold on, Ricky, you wait there. Now, let's look at that weather. The extended forecast for Tuesday in the North Island, mainly fine weather in the south, with rain elsewhere becoming scattered, becoming scattered in the evening. And the South Island, rain is a bit of rain, then it's going to go fine, and it's going to be just the odd shower. On Wednesday in the North Island, mostly cloudy with scattered rain becoming widespread for a time in the north. In the South Island on Wednesday, mm, fine weather apart from a few showers. (laughs) <laughs> What's the point of even saying? <laughs> well, we have, we have no idea. <laughs> they just cover themselves. It's fine weather apart from the odd shower. Uh, Wednesday for the North Island, most we did that. Thursday for the North Island, you've got uh, mostly cloudy weather. Scattered rain becoming widespread for a times in the South Island on Thursday. Rain developing in the north, mainly fine in the south, and you've got the odd shower. On Friday for the North Island, partly cloudy with the odd shower in the north. Scattered rain elsewhere. In the South Island, mainly fine to start, but the rain developing in the west and south, heavy from the afternoon. Uh, in the Chatham Islands, uh, you've got your extended forecast is going to be mainly fine on Tuesday. And then it's, you've got southwesterlies easing. You've got the odd shower on Wednesday, otherwise fine. Partly cloudy on Thursday, but you've got a few showers 
and winds turning to the northwest, uh, then showers on Friday. So there we are. That's it for you. I'll, I'll be back in a moment with uh, with maybe news. How and- arrogant are you to think that you deserve to go through life with no one ever saying anything that you don't agree with or like? Um, yeah, but you shouldn't hurt people's feelings. Well, you can if their feelings are wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Get, if, yeah. If you don't like the facts, get. Yeah, don't yeah. change the facts, change the feelings. Yeah. I, I want people to stop saying that joke's offensive. Yeah. I want them to start saying, I found it offensive. Because you've got to own the emotion. Because that's all it is. You're yeah. just telling me how you feel about it. Yeah. 88.1 FM, The Wireless, New Zealand News. All right, I'm going to be telling you all about what's going on in the news. But hey, what's the time? It's 12 minutes past, and we, we should go today. I've had all sorts of trouble just before 5 o'clock. As usual, something happened to the computer. It was, everything went slow. You know, wouldn't redraw, couldn't move from one folder to the next it was an absolute shambles but anyway I think I think we're there now well yeah I think so what do you think yeah that um yeah okay well look well let's see what happens if you're having a birthday today it's the 15th today yes it is the 15th Monday the 15th of January 2024 and the year of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, the year of our Lord we always used to write our checks I'd say to people now when you write that check you know whose date are you putting there whose birthday are you putting Jesus Christ's birthday but anyway if you're having one today uh, good on you and uh, back in 1970 how old was I in January 1970 I was uh, nine years old or something like that uh, Vietnam War protesters they greeted the Vice President of the, U- of the United States Vice President his name was Spiro Agno, Agnew um, he had a three-day visit to New Zealand and it sparked some of the most violent anti-war demonstrations seen in the country. Many protest members uh, were, 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 some of the media accused the police of uh, force, uh, you know, excessive force. Many protesters, oh, and some of the media, yes, excessive force at the demonstrations. New Zealand was Agnew's last stop on a 25-day, 60,000-kilometre, 11-nation goodwill tour of the Pacific and Asian countries. His wife, Judy, was there. Follow a 10 astronaut, Eugene, Eugene Cernan, he was there. 10 journalists, aides and secret service agents, they also accompanied him. Uh, his presence, well, the presence of the man who was a heartbeat away from the presidency attracted the attention of the anti-war movement here in New Zealand, which, which they felt that Keith Holyoke's government had bowed to US pressure over the participation in the Vietnam War. Over 500 protesters greeted Agnew at Auckland Airport, the international one out there at George Bolt Drive. And the following evening, protests continued outside the state dinner, and I guess that would be held at Government House, wouldn't it? Up to 700 protesters assembled outside the hotel and shouted anti-war slogans at guests as they arrived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 200 police were on hand and scuffles broke out. Well, they love a good fight, don't they? At quarter to 12 at night, yeah, so it's still going. They must be having a bit of a party inside there. At quarter to 12 at night, the police moved against the protesters because I suppose they were trying to go to sleep. Oh, no, they would have been. Yes, they would have been trying to go to sleep. Can you shut those? people up please give them a ring get, get on the blower and get the policemen down the policemen there anyway there were 200 of them at least apparently in a quarter to 12 the police moved against the protesters making further 11 arrests didn't say how many it says further arrests but it didn't say how many arrests were actually made earlier uh, protests attracted widespread media atten- attention uh, not only in this country but also in other parts of the world all right, let's move across to the uh, Radio New Zealand now, and you can find them at rnz.co.nz. Leave now. Hundreds of firefighters battle Western Australia wildfire. Whew, hundreds of them. On Sunday, they uh, battled out an out-of-control bushfire near Western Australia's capital of Perth, 
prompting authorities to urge residents in the Path Fire to flee. Other top news, Denmark awaits the new king and queen, uh, as the other one, um, she's uh, she's uh, thrown in the towel. And uh, I missed one here. Oh, why Lyle? There's an anal- there's an anal- anal- I can't tell trouble the big word. An analysis. Yes, uh, Beijing has called him a troublemaker. This is in ba- this is the uh, Taiwanese leader. His name's Lai. He's 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 won. He's there, and he's the new president. It looks like it is anyway. Um, they call him a tra- troublemaker over in China, China, in China. Uh, and uh, a dangerous separatist, that's what they said. Well, they would do, wouldn't they? Uh, did you hear Michelle Obama going on about how frightened she'd be if, if uh, Trump got in? She'd be frightened because he'd throw them all in jail. I think this time he might follow through for some of those, um, you're going to prison, you'd be behind bars sort of threats, possibly. Nikki Haley overtakes DeSantis in Iowa in a poll just days before the test against Trump. None of them have got a, a snowball's chance in hell, have they? Nikki Haley's she's overtaken Ron DeSantis in Iowa in a closely watched poll just two days out before the first in the nation presidential nomination will contest who's going to take on Donald. And it looks as though Donald's going to be well ahead of... Um, I mean, you've got this bewildered man, haven't you, who's President of the United States, Joe Biden. I mean, he's bewildered. I mean, it's like... He doesn't even know where he is half the time. I mean, I, I don't think you can make that sort of stuff up, can you? Three immigrants or three migrants, uh, they drown in the U.S. border amid dispute between Texas and the White House. Uh, a woman and two children drowned in the Rio Grande. In the Rio Grande, yeah. Uh, as they tried to enter the U.S. from Mexico after officers prevented federal border officials from going to their aid. Oh, according to the US, uh, that's not very nice. Uh, Japan Boeing 737-800 flight turns back due to a cockpit window crack. Another one. This is every time I come on the news is with something going on with an aircraft, isn't there? The uh, domestic flight of Japan's Nippon Clip-On. <laughs> Nippon Airways. Nippon. Oh, I love that, isn't it? We had Nippon Clip-Ons at Auckland Harbour Bridge there. We nipped them on, we clipped them on the, on the bridge there because it got a bit narrow. Don't know why they would have made it just, you know, so narrow. And then they clip these things on. Got the Chinese on, the Japanese on the job. Anyway, the, the, this airline, it's, um, they returned to its departure airport on Saturday after a crack was found on the cockpit window of this Boeing 737-800 aircraft mid-air. Oh, boy. According to a spokesman, and astronomer detected high-energy signal from outer space. Yes, the Lord Jesus Christ is returning with his uh, um, angels and flaming fire, taking vengeance on all those that know not God and obey not the gospel. So we definitely have people from outer thing uh, beings from outer space will be returning to take the uh, to, to to take the uh, the Christians away. Then you you'll be pleased about that, won't you? When the Christians are all gone, anyway. Astronomers they've made the um, the the discovery after an analysis. Thirteen years of data from NASA. Oh, I mean. Do we do we believe anything that came out of NASA? I mean, come on. I mean, no, I don't think so. Um, have I got anything? No, I thought I thought I had a song about Moon. There's that conspiracy song. Where's that gone now? Moon. Oh, it's got an N on the end. That's why I can't find it. Have a quick look there. I need a, someone to help me there. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, do you really believe we went to the moon? Twenty twenty past five. Houston, you got a problem, man. 
What a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. That's the title of a video that I watched on YouTube. You can see astronauts hanging on wires, proving that astronauts and NASA are liars. They analyze photos and highlight mistakes with the moon landing missions. They show it was faked. You can see them faking the photos of Earth. They use a round window to fake the curve. Hmm. That's suspicious, don't you think? Yeah. I watched another documentary called Astronauts Gone Wild. Astronaut Buzz Aldrin gets a little riled. All he was asked to do was to swear to God that he went to the moon, but he would not. He was faced with a moon landing denier. Had a chance to show that he ain't no liar. But Buzz decided to punch that dude just for asking him to swear that he went to the moon. an astronaut suit take a good look at the tread on the boot it doesn't match up with the prints on the moon and y'all still believe what they telling you or how about that phone call that nixon made to the moon that's a quarter million miles away when i can't get a signal on my cell phone lines i guess phones were better in the 69 hmm. let me see those hands so do you still believe we went to the moon do you still believe what they're telling you? Just connect the dots and pretty soon you'll find out what I've found out too. But if you question this stuff, you'll be labeled a loon. You'll be called a conspiracy theory buffoon, but I don't care, man. I'm still gonna make this too, because I know that we didn't go to the moon. We didn't go. We didn't go. No, we didn't go. Yeah, yeah. Went straight through those Van Allen belts. It wasn't a problem, right? Nothing was felt. But now you see it's a problem and you can't get through. This problem needs to be solved, according to you. But didn't you solve that problem back in 69 and you flew straight through them five more times? Huh? You wonder why I think it's fake when there are so many Apollo mistakes like the telemetry data that's all gone missing. 13,000 reels, are you kidding? A giant leap for all mankind, but you lost the data and no one can find? Hmm. Come on, man, are you kidding? Do you still believe we went to the moon? Do 
do you still believe what they're telling you? Just connect the dots and pretty soon you'll find out what I found out too. But if you question this stuff, you'll be labeled a loon. You'll be called a conspiracy theory buffoon, but I don't care, man. I'm still gonna make this tune, cause I know that you can't go. No, there's no blast crater from the lunar module. Probably because that thing was ha, just a model Or the flag that flutters with no atmosphere ha, Don't you think that's a bit queer? Intersecting shadows means another light source Do I think it's fake? Ha, yeah, of course The whole thing was filmed on a Hollywood set Yeah, directed by Kubrick is my best bet Oh, the moon's so cool We'd love to explore it But we can't get past lower orbit Research people and I think you'll find that NASA admits that a bunch of times. Take it away! Yeah! I don't believe it! Do you believe it? I didn't think so! I don't believe it! Ladies and gentlemen, we did not go! Just relax and listen to the radio. Bullshit. You're listening to Grant Edwards, 88.1 FM, The Wireless, The World at Five. That's it. No farmers, no food. Will you eat the bugs? Is the first doc. I'll turn the microphone on. Oh, that'd be good. Those astronomers, they have detected this high-energy signal. So all that little interlude, we went off there on a sort of interpolation there. Uh, just just impromptu sort of a thing happened. Uh, just because I was reading this thing about astronomers. And apparently, and who would, who would listen to NASA? Uh, Femi Gamma Ray Space Te- Telescope they've been looking at. They've been analysing the data. It's just like rubbish. <laughs> just nonsense. 13 years of data. Now we move across to South America and Ecuador and the, the prison staff held hostage by inmates are now free, according to officials. All prison staff held by the inmates at the prison there in Ecuador amid a sharp uptick in violence. Has, have they been freed? They were freed on Saturday evening local time according to um, the agency. And uh, the U.S. delivers a private message to Iran after Yemen strikes. Remember that? And it wasn't just U.S., it was the U.K. as well. They were involved in that. U.S. president, oh gosh, uh, the president's comments follow a second strike on the Houthis. And uh, another one. Oh, okay, there you go. And the U.S. climate envoy, <laughs> he, he wonder what they're paying him to, to say all this nonsense. I bet you he doesn't really. Deep down, I guarantee that uh, John Kerry, John Kerry? I thought it was Jim Kerry. Oh, no, that's the other one, the actor, isn't it? Uh, John Kerry, he's going to leave Biden administration. The former, really? Oh, a former U.S. Senator, Secretary of State, will help with President Joe Biden's re-election campaign admissions, uh, the, uh, the administration says. U.S. Climate Envoy John Kerry to leave Biden. No, I think so he should. It's time to retire. Taiwan elects William Lai. He's the uh, president in a historic election. The move has been, ang- been angered the Chinese over in Beijing there. Uh, which reviles Lai as a sovereignty party leader there, and he cements the path, though, uh, that is increasingly uh, divergent from China. Huge ancient lost cities found in Amazon, this massive city hidden for thousands of years by Bush, 
uh, lush vegetation has been found. And, um, wow, what are the chances of that happening, hey? History of the people living in the Amazon, it's all going to be changed. They all come from the Middle East, anyway. We all know that. If you read your Bible, you know that's where they came from. Solomon and um, I think it was uh, the Assyrian king, they had a sort of a... a thousand ships at a time. They'd send them out on, on three-year voyages. Well, that's not, not round the um, Mediterranean, isn't it? A three-year voyage would be round the world. And, um, yeah, they came back with all sorts of interesting things. And some people believe that Solomon's mines are actually in Peru. So I would say that most definitely the Middle Eastern uh, people would be um, going there. And Solomon, was he wasn't really um, that, sh- you know, he wasn't sh- that good with the with his own own religion, his Jew, Jewish religion, he was actually quite open to all sorts of other things as well. So I think, I think maybe that's why you know they've got all this um, sort of like this paganism that's sort of like gone all over the world. So that would have been the Assyrians; they would have been into all sorts of funny worship there. Israel, they press on in the Gaza offensive. It's approaching a hundred days of war there against the um, Muslim terrorists. Well, they're all terrorists in Gaza. An Israeli airstrike on the house in Rafah. Oh yeah, they don't look. Listen. Israel don't target civilian areas. They don't. They don't like what you know. It was the the media just shop Israel down as soon as as soon as that um, that parallel hospital bombing and all it was was in the car park and it was just a, a Muslim terrorist rocket that went haywire and and exploded in the car park and killed a few people. They said, oh, 500 people have been killed because our media we listen to what these terrorists are telling us because uh, the only the only journalists over there are terrorist journalists anyway. So. I mean, anyone else, you you try printing the truth over there, they'll be dragging you by your ankles up this main street of Ramallah. Uh, U.S. regulator grounds Boeing's MAX 9s indefinitely. Flights cancelled. U.S. aviation regulator has extended the gra- grounding of the Boeing 737 MAX 9 uh, indefinitely and has announced that it will tighten oversight of Boeing itself after the... Um, have we got a bit of an echo going on there? I can hear some sort of an echo. I hope it's not, um, hope it's not bothering you. It definitely sounds like an echo to me. Anyway, uh, Boeing itself after the cabin panel broke off. And then you got that crack too on this aircraft falling apart, falling apart in the sky. I'm surprised that there's not more aircraft falling out of the sky. I mean, you, you get that um, Radar 24 and have a look at the aircraft. It's just like, it's like, it's like looking at a um, sort of bees, you know, like there's so many in the sky, isn't it? You know, unreal. Um, now, scientists say that one in three chances 2024 Another year of record heat. Well, absolute rubbish. This year, they say, has uh, a one in three chance of being even hotter than 2023. The world's hottest on record, which is nonsense. Absolute nonsense. So I've got, oh, look, here's a press article here. Uh, the press's account of the soaring temperatures in its February 8th, 1973 edition here in New Zealand. Uh, the Christchurch Press, isn't it, that listed the hottest temperatures as 42.3 Celsius in Balmoral Forest. Uh, the record-breaking 42.4 in Rangiora was confirmed later, and Frank Rapley was assistant town clerk at the Rangiora Borough Council at the time, and he said she's a she's a hot one, all right. She's real hot. Uh, the water supply got uh, hammered too. The press. Uh, two young people cool off there. I'm just looking at the photograph here. Two couple of people at the Stuart Fountain there, on the corner of Hereford and Colombo Street in Christchurch. Uh, they had gas works which produced tar by, oh sorry, we've had gas works which produced tar by by uh, sort of a byproduct, and um, the roads were so hot that they just melted. The shop owners were moaning about the uh, the tar which people were walking into the shops. It was just like liquid. 
And uh, so anyway, it was back in February the 7th, 1973, was the stinker of a day, the hottest day ever in New Zealand. That was on record. Probably would have been hotter days than that. And uh, eight out of ten of the hottest temperatures experienced in New Zealand were recorded. According to NIWA, the top ten, all above 39 degrees Celsius, were mainly recorded in Canterbury. The highest was 42.2, as I said, in Rangiora. And the only other top temperature that wasn't recorded in Canterbury was the second highest, 42.3, in Jordan and Marlborough, up in the sounds there. Uh, so there you are. They're just telling absolute fibs to us, aren't they? Now, um, what else should we talk about this morning? Well, Grant, what about the US elections? No. Do you think Nikki Haley, do you think that she's really got a chance against Donald Trump. I don't think they've got any chance. Donald Trump remains the overwhelming favourite, doesn't he? The Republican president nomination. He's the favourite for that. Nikki Haley, she surged ahead a wee bit. Trump has eased back a little bit and so has DeSantis, but still he's head and shoulders above all of them. So I would say if the former US president shows any signs of weakness, then um, I don't think that's going to happen. He just gets stronger and stronger with every court case, doesn't he? (laughs) Anyway, a snake has been entangled in an Australian woman's fridge ice dispenser. (laughs) What would you like? (laughs) Something a bit more, you know, a bit stronger. Uh, I've got some venom here. Uh, Anyway, it's enough to send a chill down the back of your spine, doesn't it, to find a snake this year to get the snake expert in. And uh, I'm moving across to the US, US to seek the death penalty against the white, oh, listen to this, a white supremacist. Is there really such a thing? Come on, he's just, he's a nutter. He's obviously a shooter, a buffalo shooter. He's probably under mind control from the CIF or A, was it, the FBI and all those people. Funny people, they're probably mind controlled. And you'll be on pharmaceutical drugs. You can absolutely guarantee that. All right, then we'll click on it. There he is, he's got his mask on there, so he doesn't, don't know why that, what that's for. Why would you have a mask? His name is Peyton uh, Gendron. Gendron, he arrives. When's that real? When if he's real? Uh, the U.S. prosecutors will seek the death penalty against a so-called white supremacist, uh, supremacist and uh, he killed 10 black people in Buffalo, New York, a gro- in a grocery store in 2022, making the, the first time that Biden administration has initiated capital punishment proceedings. Well, I think they should bring back capital punishment in New Zealand as well and bring back the penalty for um, treason. Mm. Uh, Jeffrey Palmer got rid of that. He knew what was coming. He knew that we were going to be doing terrible things. You know, Jack's murdering. I have to speak in code today because we're on Facebook again. There's probably no one there anyway, I don't think. I forgot to, I forgot to let people know. So, you know, I've got no idea if there's anyone there at all. No, I don't think there is. It's just a quiet morning this morning. It's very quiet all around except for on the streaming. Uh, we've got from some fellow in Poland even, some more than one, a few people in Poland. Um, let's have a look. I'll just quickly just um, just change tack for a minute, and I'll just see um, who we've had in the last uh, little while. Um, now, how do I do this? Uh, I think that's there. We go. Got some information there. Oh yes. Um, well, we're not huge listenership. What was it? Nine thousand four point four eight thousand. I suppose that's quite a few over a week, isn't it? Um, United States, sort of a head and... Sh- oh, Canada's head and shoulders there in the United States. Now, look at these, some, some of these places where people listen from. Uh, I'll just move my mouse over. They're Portugal. There's people in Portugal. Hello to you, France. Uh, United Kingdom. And uh, where are we? Poland. We had this Polish fellow. We just won anyway this morning. Uh, Russia. What a massive place Russia is. Gosh, it takes up everywhere, doesn't it? Uh, Kenya. Uh, over there as well, and in Nigeria. <laughs> Hello. Papua New Guinea, there in between the fighting, uh, listening to the um, the wireless. And in New Zealand, of course, yeah, quite a lot of listeners. So where did you all come from this week? 
Let's see. Let's see. It doesn't always give you accurate information. Levin, quite a few quite a few listeners in Levin, Napier City, Timaru, Christchurch, Dunedin, Wangarei, or Huangarei, Huangarei, yeah, Huangarei, um, Wellington, and also um, Wakapara. Para. Where's that? A prison. <laughs> we've got some listeners in there. Um, over in the Philippines, and there we've got some people there from Davao City, and then one I can't pronounce. I've got no chance of... Kagyang di Dioro or something. Um, in Japan, we, we must have expat Kiwis listening in Kyoto and Osashi. Uh, in Russia, who have we got there? Anyone there? Oh, I've got quite a few cities there. Uh, Sazov, Pavia, and Moscow as well. In India, who have we got there? I wonder if any relation to Jaspreet Bhopari from RCR Radio. Make sure you listen to her sometime today. I think she's on around about 10 o'clock. Um, in Russia, there in um, who have we got there? Just a few people. Oh, oh, India. We're in India. Sorry, yeah, in Mumbai. There's some listeners in Mumbai. Chennai, um, in Nigeria, and in a place called Kitsina, and Brazil. Hello to you in uh, Porto Real and Rio de Janeiro, and in China. Not too many in China. In a place called Boarding, and. Uh, Shenyaj Shuang, I think. Oh, pretty, not a bad effort, Grant. Yeah, not a bad effort, mate. You could think about taking up Chinese lessons. I could. I could. I could. Um, 20 years. I had to read it when it's up that way around. I think my clock's slow as well. 27. I think it's 27 years. 20, oh, no. 23. Yeah, it's the next one up, isn't it? Yeah, 23 minutes too. Okay, so there we are. That's um, that's what's happening there. Uh, let's go down to Dunedin and stop and uh, start there with the Ot- we'll go with the Otago Daily Times, shall we? I'll just zip up to the top there, do a quick refresh. And a person's been hit by a car after a disorderly incident yesterday in Christchurch. Person was taken to Christchurch Hospital after being hit by this car following a disorder uh, event. Police have got no details to hand, though. They, I don't think they knew what was really going on either. Crews respond to two separate fires, one bushfire that was spreading near the river in Blenheim. That's been extinguished and is being treated as a possibly suspicious. Oh, well, this time of the year, you know, you know light a fag and... Hard to get the matches, hard to get some of those matches to go out sometimes. Either that or I'm getting weaker. Um, and there was another fire as well. Now, where was that? I'll click on that story because there was one in a building, I think, in Christchurch from memory. So, yeah, you've got that one in, in Blenheim. People thought that was a um, something a bit strange. Fire and emergency said that it spread through 50 kilometres of, sorry, 50 square metres of scrub, but it was extinguished by two fire crews in Blenheim and a water tanker. Meanwhile, eight fire and emergency vehicles are responding to a blaze at the top of the top story of a building in rural rural Canterbury. Emergency services were alerted to the fire just before one o'clock yesterday afternoon. The police said four fire engines and four water tankers at the McNamara Road end of Waimati District. That's where um, Kaylee Bell's from. Uh, the fire is... Well, actually, while I'm thinking about that, um, Kaylee, we've got a song from you. And if you had this new girl out, she's singing Dreams, you know, that Fleetwood Mac song. Now, what's her name? Um, Gardner. Uh, what's her first name? I don't know. I'll find it in a minute. I'll just get Kaylee. Um... Let's let's put her on now. This is Kaylee Bell, and when I come back, well, I'll find that new that new girl. She's just a rage. She looks like she's about eighteen, and she's done it all on Facebook. Now she's probably a millionaire already. This is Kaylee Bell with the song called Keith. It's Keith Urban, actually. I remember we were somewhere in your car. Yeah, I fell fast when you stole my heart. 
That long hot summer that I can't forget I was hanging off every single word you said Had summer on the speakers out on the road A little KU on the radio Hands at the window, sun sinking low Singing, raising my baby, whoa That's what we call it. I like that. That new guy, Chris, he's great, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, now we're over at the Otago Daily Times, aren't we? What did you think of, oh, by the way, yeah, what did you think of, um, 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 we were talking about Waimati, weren't we? The fire in Waimati. What did you think of Kaylee? Isn't she good? She, her folks, they still live in Waimati. Just a lovely girl. There she is. Anyway, um, what have I got coming up for you? Uh, oh, what have I done? Oh, no, you idiot. Don't do that, you silly man. Oh, gosh. Just relax and listen to the radio. Let's hear it. No Farmers, No Food, Will You Eat the Bugs is the first documentary to explore how the UN's 2030 agenda is putting farmers out of business and how these global green policies are disrupting the food supply. We're also investigating how the global green solution is to eat the bugs. I hope that people watch this film with an open mind. We haven't been told the truth. People need to wake up out of 30% of our land before the year 2030. That's only phase one. Phase two is 50-50. It's a massive taking. It's a massive taking of land internationally. And it's not about conservation. It's about control. 
start to see that what they're actually promoting is being implemented in countries across the world, and you can see the detrimental effects that it's having. All you have to do is listen to what the players of the Great Reset are planning, because they're very easily tell you, and as the film shows, they, they expose their agenda, and we get to see how it impacts real people, and more importantly, we get to see how they're fighting back. Nobody has the right to tell somebody what they can and can't eat. That's a personal decision. And so this is a this is not a political issue. It's a personal issue that everybody needs to, to get interested in and help us, help us retain the freedoms of Americans to make these choices. So this attack is something that I think everybody impacts everybody, and so they should be watching this movie. This is a phenomenal film which is premiering on September 25th on Epic TV at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's weird. I've lost everything. Hey, you know what? I forgot to actually start the stream. No wonder I had so many people listening. <laughs> they were listening to some re recorded stuff. Oh, I just started it now. Oh, so anyway, um, I mean, those, yeah, but, you know, I've got the recording. It'll go out on the podcast anyway. So that's where most people, apparently most people listen to us on Podbean and Spotify. So listen to me anyway, you know, me ranting on. It's quarter to six. We'll have some TNT radio news up for you at six o'clock. In the meantime, we're talking about the uh, fire and emergency of the fire that spread through 50, uh, 50 square metres of scrub. It was uh, was extinguished by the fire crews in Blenheim with a, at a water tanker, but there was eight uh, fire vehicles. They were responding to a blaze at the top floor of a building in, in, in rural Canterbury. That's what I said. They um, were alerted just before one o'clock. Uh, the spokesman said four engines and four water tankers at the McNamara Road and the Waimati District. The fire's now under control. So. That's good, isn't it? And I'm looking at a, a truck and trailer. Man, that thing is absolutely smoking, and the flames are pouring out of there. There was a big truck blaze, blaze uh, on Canterbury Highway. A large truck uh, caught fire along the major South Island Highway, causing a lengthy wait for motorists returning home, holiday makers, according to Fire and Emergency, and a nasty crash. Two dead in Canterbury. Two people have died in a multiple um uh, multiple people, or oh, multiple people injured, I should say, in the crash near Christchurch. Emergency services responded to this uh, this pileup. Uh, other stories here. Now, where am I? I'll go to. I'll go to. Or stay with National News. It's all. It's all working now. Things weren't going very well. Third person has been charged with the murder. A murder after a body was found. That was um of um, that teen Jaden Manfredos near. Police have charged the third person with murder as they investigate the death of the Auckland teen. He his body was found in a house. Yuck. So he was um I don't know how old he was. The the the, yeah, the other one I think is only eighteen. Uh, he's um they've been he went missing in all uh. In April, April last year it was, I think. Uh, the Green Co leader, she, bro uh, they've have broken silence over the um, broken wind, <laughs> over the um, the shoplifting allegations against the Green Party uh, MP, Golwitz Garaman. She's overseas at the moment, and they haven't heard a whisper from her, not a word. What do you think about that? Anyway, that we haven't heard anything from her. Bullshit. Yeah, that's what I say. Oh, I think it is as well. I definitely do. Yeah, it's something um, wrong. But then Greens, you know, they're kind of a bit weird anyway, aren't they? Government has officially cancelled the Auckland Light Rail plans. The um, new uh, national-led government has followed through on its plans to cancel Auckland's light rail project. And the heat stays on up north as the rain hits the south. The temperatures are forecast to remain high today. And uh, there's going to be heat alerts out. <laughs> this is nonsense. We've had much hotter days. We didn't have heat alerts. You And back in the old day, back in the day, we'd 
it was really hot, you know, back when 30s and 40s were just normal. You know, you, you go to every year, I used to, my wife and I used to drive her. She, she couldn't drive, didn't, didn't know why she didn't drive. It was a real pain in the neck because we had to go from Auckland all the way to um, Gisborne. And back in the day, it was about, oh, eight hour drive. Oh, and I was bush. But I, just, I enjoyed my driving. She was, she, was a, she was a lovely wife. My friend said she was an angel. She was the best one, I think, out of all of them. <laughs> I should have kept them all. I don't know why I had to move, you know, I had to be a serial monogamist. I just think it would be much better just to be a polygynist and just have lots of women running around after you. That would be good for them too. They wouldn't have to do so much work. Anyway, it's, they say it's going to be hot up here at, um, yeah, they could share the work. Um, heat stays up on the north. Yep, uh, we've got that, I think. And it's, we know it's nonsense, don't we, because it was much hotter back in the day. Actually, I was talking about going to Gisborne. My wife got married in Gisborne in the cathedral there, actually. Very nice it was. Had a nice sort of a gay sort of a chat. It seemed kind of a bit feminine. He was the minister. Oh, I don't, probably not. They're probably all just genteel sort of a person. He was all right. Anyway, that one lasted quite well, actually. It was quite a good good, good long marriage until, I, I don't know, then I was a naughty, I was a very naughty boy, you know. I just couldn't, um, the wandering eye syndrome and all sorts of things, really. But as I said, polygyny would have solved the whole thing. I think it's unnatural for a man to be with one woman for his entire life anyway. I think women, it's very natural for them to just have one man. Unnatural if they have more than multiple. In fact, new research is new research out. <laughs> it says that, you know, women, it's something happens to them when they have multiple partners. They become hard and nasty and not very nice. It's very bad mentally for them as well. I think that's why there's so many crazy women out there at the moment, so many mental patients. I mean, how many husbands, you know, will secretly tell you their wife's crazy, mad, absolutely, you know, beautiful and um, crazy. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Don't laugh at me. You know, this is the truth. I just say all the things that men think. Um, I've got, I think I've even got a song about that, Beautiful Crazy. Um, I might have it here. Let's have a look. maybe I look for crazy. That might be easy to pinpoint it. Uh, let's have a look. Megan Maroney. Oh, she talks to me. She knows nothing crazy. She knows that the women are crazy. A lot of them, you know, very few people. Billy Carrington. He thinks that people are crazy. Beer is good. <laughs> uh, Alan Jackson. He says that everyone's gone crazy. Um, Seal just thinks it's just it's just crazy. And a crazy little thing called love from Queen. There. How about that? No, it was, um, where was it now? Was it Pat Green? I, I, I had a song, Beautiful Crazy. Oh, yeah, have a listen to this. This is some um, Luke Coombs. Wonderful song. Nine minutes to six, and we'll be, we'll be joined by TNT Radio News at six o'clock. But uh, tell, me, um, tell me what you think of this one. It's quite good. It's quite like Luke. Her day starts with a coffee. Ends with a wine takes forever getting ready So she's never on time for anything When she gets that come get me look in her eyes Well it kind of scares me the way that she drives me wild And she drives me wild And wears her heart on her sleeve Yeah, she's crazy But her crazy's beautiful to me 
makes plans for the weekend Can't wait to go out Till she changes her mind Says let's stay on the couch and watch TV And she falls asleep And wears her heart on her sleeve Yeah, she's crazy But her crazy is beautiful to me She's unpredictable Unforgettable It's unusual Unbelievable How I'm such a fool Yeah, I'm such a fool Crazy, she can't help but amaze me The way that she dances, ain't afraid to take chances And wears her heart on her sleeve Yeah, she's crazy, she's crazy, she's crazy But her crazy is beautiful to me Seven minutes I know two. about the balance of oh. probabilities, like in family court. No, you can just wait. You just wait there. We wait. You come back. We come back for you. Oh, oh, now I see why that happened. Oh, okay. Getting there. Seven minutes to six. Did I say eight? I'm sure I said eight. Um, let, let me just check my levels too, because I've got this horrible suspicion that I'm just a bit too loud. Uh, oh no, we look all right. Oh, it's sort of peaking. Luckily, I put a limiter in. <laughs> so if I go over, it doesn't matter. Does it? Oh, look at the time. Seven minutes too. Gosh. Okay, so they're saying it's going to be hot anyway. We're at the Otago Daily Times. They say it's just going to be a stinker. Temperatures are forecast to remain high today. Heat alerts. I don't know what to worry about that. Trees stop 100 metre fall after a car slides off the road. Carload of tourists aged 88. Well, they're all 88. Oh, 188. There we are. They're hung upside down. Uh, Gosh. Down a 100 metre drop after they crash. Oh, hang on. Steering down a 100-metre drop after they crashed off the road near Akaroa. Oh, yeah, well, that is a bit tricky going through there. It's quite steep, isn't it? So then they're talking about the scorching weather. They're pushing the climate change. Pair have been charged with the murder of the body found in Auckland. Two men have been charged with the murder of the missing teen. We talked about him. UFC star. Oh, this is old news. We talked about this. Oh, just married. Uh, UFC star Israel... Adesanya, he issues a partial apology. So he should. He's going to end up going to jail. They should put him in jail this year. He'll wreck his career. He's a silly, silly man from Africa, I think. I'd, I'd say so. Some darky. Anyway, cheeky darky. A UFC star, Israel Adesanya, has issued a partial apology for breaking court rules this week by posting photographs from outside the Auckland District Courtroom and just married uh, Dame Jacinda Ardern and Clark Gayford. Uh, hasn't he got an E after the gate? Oh, no, it's Clark E. That's right. There's E after that. Um, some, some people, there was some that wasn't involved with drugs. No, someone said apparently it was. Um, but then, and then others say no. And I think some, I think, I think it was uh, ZB or someone, someone said something like that, sort of insinuated that he had, and they ended up going to, 
not going to prison, but they ended up getting a big fine for saying that Clark Gayford was dealing in drugs. I don't think so. Apparently is, has been, but apparently that's just apparent, isn't it? You know, these are just rumours. And the police said, no, 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 definitely not. But I, I bumped into a guy at a petrol station there and they said, oh, yeah, no, I've got one of my mates as a cop and he definitely he broke his bail. <laughs> I can't imagine it, really. I mean, why would the Prime Minister, former Prime Minister, marry a druggie? Just nonsense, isn't it? Absolutely. The things people come up with, unless she's a druggie too. Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, then there was that thing that was being skittered around the internet, wasn't it? That of, of it looked like she was smoking from a pee pipe, you know, one of those glass bowls. Sort of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, they've tied the knot. And yeah, there we are. And so they've got to the end of the news. Where did they do that? She said... Uh, Dame Jacinda Ardern and partner Clark Gayford have tied the knot at a ceremony in Hawke's Bay Vineyard, Craggy Range, I think, under the, no one will be going back there again, uh, under the watchful eye of the daughter, Neve. It's terrible. I think it's terrible when you get married. I, I did that with one of my wives. I had a child, and um, we. I don't think it's good, actually, to have your children after you get married, uh, before. I think you should wait till after, I think. Definitely wait. I think marriage, I think children, it's all about marriage, really. And marriage is not a partnership. You realise that? Marriage is marriage. Yeah, it's, it's forever. And, you know, that's the thing. I, that lesson's taken me a long time to learn that lesson, that really you are bound to, you know, you women. The Bible says that you're bound to your husband so long as he liveth. Even if a divorce won't actually not unbind you, you're bound to him. You can get divorced if you like. That's just a legal thing, isn't it? But as far as God's concerned, if you want to take the Bible seriously, you're bound to him so long as he liveth. So that's probably why they should knock them off. The women had poisoned the husband so that she could marry again and wouldn't look bad in the eyes of the church, I suppose. It's my my opinion anyway. Okay, just an opinion. Otago Daily Times. Let's move across to... Oh, yeah, we, oh that's right. I started off talking about we're over, we're over at Radio New Zealand. I'll do a refresh on Radio New Zealand. I'm all over the flipping show today. That's because I had everything planned and then I had a sort of a... Uh, the computer had a seizure just before I came on air, and that stuffed everything up, didn't it? Completely stuffed. Um, talking about stuff, we're over at National uh, News there at Stuff, and is Fiji Airways really the best airline in the region? Uh, they actually put it to the test. Uh, Fijian Airways has won multiple awards, so Brooke Sabin put the airline under the microscope in a recent flight. Uh, so if you want to find out what how Brooke felt it all went, uh, go to stuff.co.nz and you can find out. Tougher restrictions as Wellington's water continues to pour into the gutters. I know it's terrible. And these, are, this, are, there's, a th- there's over 3,000 leaks that the council are responsible for. And it's like they've purposely done this to us. They must be full of, um, well, they have, they have. They've got a drunk leading it. Um, f- she's still a drunk. I don't know. Sober drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Corey Farnell. Oh, actually, I wrote something the other day, and I got lots of people saying, "Oh, Grant, that was good." Uh, yeah. Now, where did I put that, um, Corey? Uh, oh, oh, it's here. Uh, oh gosh, Grant, nothing's working today. Um, I had it here. It was a Facebook thing, I think. Let me let me quickly go over to Facebook now. If you want to follow us, do feel free to follow me. Um, over at Liberty NZ or Grant Edwards, so I'm, I'm there as well. Let me see. Um, yes, uh, it was a little while back. Um, might have been that one. Uh, no, no. Oh gosh, not going to be able to find it now. But I thought I wrote it somewhere. I thought I, I thought I put it somewhere handy. 
No. It was a good one too. Yeah, really strung a sentence together on that one, but I can't find it. Maybe tomorrow. I'll talk about it tomorrow. So, I don't know. What should we do? Should we go stuff? Should we stick with stuff? Tough water restrictions? Yep. Wellington, including Capity. Excluding Capity. I think they're okay. They've got, well, they've got water tanks, I suppose, just down by the beach. Uh, yeah, beachside. Remember the beachside batches? We everyone had their own water, take their own water off the roof. Those um, galvanised iron tanks back in the day. Uh, they're moving to level two in Wellington, though, except for Capity. Uh, the water restrictions on Wednesday, and there's an estimated 33% risk of most severe restrictions later this summer. I reckon the summer's over. I mean, there was dew on the ground overnight yesterday. Yesterday morning it was dewy. I had to wait to finish off mowing the lawns. So I can't be a Sunday keeper, can I, for the Seventh-day Adventists, because I, I work on Sundays. I work on every day, because, you know, every day is a, a rest day. <laughs> Isn't it? When when you're a Christian, the Bible says that uh, that we uh, we've entered into His rest. I think it says that in Hebrews. Anyway, so what did I do yesterday um, before we go to the news? Well, oh, we've got we've got news. Hang on. Oh, sorry. Here's the news. Two separate drug gangs, which had been designated as terrorist groups. Also making news this week, the credibility of the Biden administration was thrown into question after the Pentagon failed to inform the public or the president that the Secretary of Defence had been diagnosed with cancer and was undergoing surgery. It has since been revealed Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin was diagnosed with prostate cancer last month and underwent surgery three days before Christmas. He was discharged the following morning but was readmitted on New Year's Day with an infection stemming from the procedure. He was admitted into intensive care where he remained for several days while a tube was placed down his nose to drain fluids from his stomach. But neither the public, President Biden, nor members of Congress were informed of the Defence Chief's cancer diagnosis or hospital stay until late last week. Why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognise, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, the um, the challenge to, to to credibility by what by what has transpired here and by what and by uh, uh, how how hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby was asked how the public could be certain that the Biden administration wouldn't go to the same lengths to hide details about the president's health. If, if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to, this, to, to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit. And, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, that, that information wasn't shared. It wasn't shared widely don't in the department and bullshit. it certainly wasn't shared with you the United States. It's, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to we want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And Donald Trump called for urgent action to be taken this week to stop Democrats from stealing the upcoming presidential election. The clear frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination said the country needs to move back to same day voting and eliminate voting machines. We got all the votes we need. The risk is what's going to happen during election period it used to be election day or election night, they'd say election night. But today you don't have that. You have 60 days, 40 days, 30 days. And you know, the machines are supposed to speed up the process, right? We ought to go to all paper, 
all paper. You know, they have now watermark paper. It's incredible what you can do with paper. Most importantly, however, Trump said voters must be made to show their IDs before casting their ballots to stop them from voting more than once. The Democrats are violently against voter ID because it will make it very hard for them to cheat. Can you imagine somebody saying we don't want voter ID? This has been Matt Boyland for TNT Radio. I'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. Five past six. Honey Bunch, can you give me a hand out here? Michael? Well, where have you been? Bearings. You won't believe all the neat stuff I got. The neat stuff? The last time I saw you, you were going to get a fuse for the Christmas lights. Fuse. Right here. That was eight years ago, Michael. How could you... Okay, okay, next to the fuses, they had these nifty chili pepper lights. And then I spotted this crystal punch bowl set that you're really going to love. And Bearings has chocolates and jams and stuff for the holidays. And I got this nifty gift wrap. I can't believe this. I know, Bearings is unbelievable. Look at this plush bunny I got for little Tammy. Little Tammy's in college now, Michael. Well, she's going to love this cool coffee grinder then. You never called, you never wrote. And you know, Bearings sells phones and stationery. I guess I just lost track of... Michael, we need to talk. Hey, there's a man sitting in my easy chair. Yes, that's my husband. What? I've re- Mary. This is incredible. I know, but he I looks could... like a perfect six and a half. What? At Bearings, I picked out these nifty gloves that I'm sure oh. that you might... With over 70,000 items, there's one place you can't miss for the holidays. Bearings, Broadway at 410 North. But please, shop responsibly. Grant Edwards, playing today's best country. Liberty New Zealand Breakfast. The world at five. On 88.1 FM, the wireless. And now, wireless weather. The extremes in Napier, 23.4 degrees, Tiana 5.1. That's quite nippy this morning, isn't it? Castle Point, 74 kilometres. She's cranked up there in Castle Point. Wanganui Airport has 5.8 millimetres of rain. Temperatures right across the main centres. Chatham Islands are pretty high there for the islands. Chatham Islands, 18 degrees. Stewart Island, not so, not so good. They named it after Stewart. 7 degrees, Invercargill 8, Dunedin's on 10, Timaru 13 along with Christchurch, Blenheim's 19, uh, Queenstown has 11 degrees on the west coast, France Joseph's on 10, a little bit warmer in Westport with 14 degrees, Nelson's on 19 along with Blenheim. In the south, uh, in North Island, we've got um, Hamilton, uh, no, not Hamilton, yeah, what's Hamilton today? What are you looking at? On oh, 19 degrees, not bad. Rotorua's on 18. New Plymouth has 20 degrees. Palmerston North's got 19. 18 in Wellington. Masterton's warmer there this morning with 20 degrees. Napier's 23. Taupo and Rotorua, yes, at 19 and 18 degrees. I think we said all that. Auckland, 21. Whangarei, 20. And Kaitaia, top of the pops up there, 20 degrees. The short forecast for all New Zealand, valid until midnight tonight. It's coming up to um, six. Oh, it's not seven minutes past at all. My clock is so fast. I've got to knock off, a, just remember to knock off a minute, when whatever I say. Uh, anyway, Northland to Waikato, including the Coromandel Peninsula, the Bay of Plenty and Taupo. Taupo. Cloudy periods with isolated, uh, <clears throat> sorry, cloudy periods with isolated showers turning to rain this afternoon, and then you've got some heavy falls. Gisborne and Hawkes Bay, cloudy periods, scattered rain developing on um, on uh, in Hawkes Bay this morning, and then it's going to be spreading everywhere else in the afternoon. Apparently, not everywhere, but you know, it says he, it says everywhere. <laughs> so we're all in for a we're all in for a bit of a, a shower. Everywhere. Uh, Waitomo does, it should say elsewhere, shouldn't it? Elsewhere in the district, you know, I don't know. Waitomo to Wellington, Wairarapa, including Taramanui and Taihapi. Got some horses in Taihapi, they'll be out riding the range at the moment. 
riding the hills of Taihepi, bringing sheep in, that sort of thing. Sorry, I just had to take a drag. Um, Waitomo to Wellington. Yeah, morning morning coffee. I make my own coffee now too. If you go to the Facebook, you'll see I'm roasting my own coffee. And I don't make the coffee. I mean, I, I do. I make the They say make. You don't really make it. You just prepare it, don't you? Waitomo to Wellington. Wairau. We got all that. Yeah, rain. Um, Nelson and Buller in the South Island. Also Westland. Showers clearing this morning. There's nothing else in it. Uh, you've got um, you've got it becoming mainly fine. However, isolated showers about the ranges in the evening. For Marlborough and Canterbury, scattered showers developing this morning. And then you've cl- it's clearing in the evening. Otago, Southland and Fiordland. Gosh, I wish I'd stop this rocking table. Just backwards and forwards. It's a bit annoying, actually. Spills you, spill your coffee if you fill it up too much. Otago, Southland and Fiordland. Rain, mainly fine in the north and central Otago. You've got a few showers elsewhere becoming fine, confined, not not fine, but con- confined to the south coast this afternoon. In the Chathams, periods of rain for you and uh, that's about it i know about the balance of probabilities like in family court you don't actually need evidence where in criminal court you do criminal court is supposed to be proof beyond reasonable doubt which is a legal definition that's been around for many to many many years mm-hmm. unfortunately the rape law changes made it that no longer was it really proof beyond reasonable doubt it was if this woman's accusation is believable that's enough that's called proof yeah, that's that's the way it is over there. Okay, we are over there, over here. Well, they do the same. They lie as well, don't they, in New Zealand as well. Women lie all over the place. They, they fill out affidavits saying their husband did this, that, and the other, and it's absolute nonsense. And then when it's found to be proven, and it was there was a case I was reading about just a few months ago here in New Zealand where the judge actually sided with the bloke, uh, which is quite rare, isn't it? <laughs> normally, normally you want to stay away from family court or anything to matrimonial things if you're a man in New Zealand. That's why so many young men just can't be bothered getting married. They just say it's a very dangerous place to be, actually, getting involved with a woman, uh, especially in marriage. Nine past six, and uh, yes, uh, so where will we going now? We'll go to, we'll stick with, we'll go with New Zealand news still. We're still there, aren't we? New Zealand news. Is anyone interested in international news? We'll look at Australia. We've got quite a few Australians, so we'll, we'll go... And look at Aussie news in just a minute. Uh, what a waste. Auckland residents on scrap, well, they're going to scrap, scrap light rail. It was over $200 million they wasted on that. Locals of an Auckland suburb which have missed out on being connected to the city. Oh, nonsense. You don't, you don't need to be. That's that Dominion Road, it looks like there, is it? You don't need a light rail. Get on the bus. We've got buses. We've got a bus service. You don't need light rail. What a, there should have been none years ago, back when old, um, what was his name now? That, that mayor, the best mayor they ever had. He was Jewish, actually. Um, Sir Dovemeyer Robinson his idea was to get the light rail going and it would have worked back then you know but they had to be done earlier uh, why five dollar colony eggs at the warehouse what's colony eggs is that I thought they'd banned all that putting them in you know confined conditions lots of chooks died when they had that heat wave back in 73 too Five dollar um, a dozen for colony eggs at the warehouse. They're so cheap. Why are they so cheap? Well, it's just a lost leader. It's nothing story. It's just an advert for the warehouse because they're getting into, um, you know, the grocery business. I suppose. Yeah, the warehouse red grocery. Go buy 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 stuff there. Water spout was reported off the west coast. Uh, when was that? Yesterday. West coast residents may face more water spouts. Face more water spouts. Are they talking water restrictions or water spouts? Well, good good if they get a water spout. Spout of water. A person, now we got that in Christchurch. A person hit. Oh, I'm a drowned, drowned, man rescu- drowned man rescuing his daughter after waves 
at the Mount, is that Mount Monganui, Bay of Plenty here, uh, changes will be made. What was it? Man, man drowned rescuing his daughter from waves in Mount, in the Mount, uh, changes will be made. Bay of Plenty here, Father Leon Wipia, uh, he, he leapt in the water to save his daughter and got caught in a rip. He might have survived if the flotation device was near. Now, if you knew about what you do with rips, you just go with them and swim sideways across them. You don't go swimming hard against them. You won't make it. You will not make it. You've got to know. Just go with it, mate, and just just make your way to the side because the rips they don't they don't go along the whole beach. You've got to know that. But you don't you know unless you drill on things. Unless you've got it, you you have to. These are the sorts of things they should be. Te- well, it's common sense, isn't it? But they should be teaching these things to um, people at school, kids at school. Uh, one's in custody and two injured in the Waimati incident. A person is in custody after two people were injured during a oh it was a family family incident family scrap at a rural Waimati home on Sunday afternoon. Must have been, there'll be booze involved. I mean, you don't have too many uh, arguments over a nice cup of tea and a sit-down, do you? Not really. And um, an Omaru, Omaru, Omar, Om, Omaru. Oh, yeah, I don't know why we say it like that. We just say Omaru, don't we? Little blue penguins turning up on in odd places. Uh, adventurous young uh, penguins uh, biting off more than they can chew. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I think one's stuck in a rock. Oh, I see. Man missing in central Otago. He's been found safe and well. He's about in his 50s. And he went missing um, from Middlemarch. So that's good. I'm not sure whether that what's wrong with him. Uh, Aucklanders, they flock to the parks and beaches. And the, yeah, they are at the moment. And the crews, everyone's headed back, though. And they want to be back at work today, won't you? Back at work? Yep. And look out for heavy rain in the western parts of, of New Zealand. Strong winds as well. Let's just whip over to um, Douglas, uh, Philip Douglas, and see what he's got to say. See if they've been up early. They've they had the oh, you have got the Monday feed. Let's see. It says it's going to be cooler with showers uh, apparently, according to him. A few cold. There's got we've got a few cold fronts so spreading north over the country today. He says uh, rain feeds into the southwestern corner of the North Island this morning with scattered falls spreading east this afternoon. Rain spreads north into the uh, upper North Island with rain spilling over into Hawke's Bay and then eventually Gisborne in the east as well. Any showers for the west coast of the South Island? Uh, clear this morning and then becoming mostly sunny. Expect showers in the south and east. Temperatures in Canterbury will be around the mid-teens. Not that, not that warm. Not as warm as they expect. I don't think. I think the weather, the weather adjustment that they're doing. Whoever these people are, whoever they are, we don't know who they are. But if they are uh, doing it, whoever they are, uh, they're not doing a very good job of it. I think. I think Australia's copped it, haven't they? But I think they managed to miss us out. We've had a wonderful summer, haven't we? Really, New Zealand's been. Quite, quite nice so far. Nelson and Tasman have had a good day weather-wise with temperatures. Have a good day. Oh, they're going to have a good day, not they've had one. Yes, present tense, future tense. Um, yes, it's, they're going to be in the mid-20s anyway, but it's still not that hot. I mean, it's not as hot as they said it was going to be. It was going to be an absolute stinker. They, they were talking like that. Uh, yeah. Now, what else have I got for you? I've got that wonderful track from Lani Gardner. And she just absolutely hit this internet. She's an internet sensation. Um, just singing in front of the camera, uploading to YouTube. And now she's got people wanting to join uh, and, and uh, open for them. And uh, even even Nick um, Mac, Fleetwood Mac, you know, what's his name? Nick Fleet? is it Fleetwood? Yeah, that's his name, eh? Mac Fleetwood or I don't know, one or the other. I did see them live once and... Back in the day in Auckland, there at the um, where they had the speedway, um, Western Springs, I saw them there. 
Anyway, we've got Lainey Gardner coming up with Dreams. I think she's more of a country-style singer myself. Uh, I'll be back in a minute. Just have a breather. Grant Edwards, 88.1 FM, The Wireless. Oh, that was too quick. Far too quick. Never mind. Um, oh, I didn't even have time to take a breath. Oh, okay, we'll go to Australian news now. Oh, we look at the Epoch Times. What about them? They've always got interesting stuff, haven't they? No, it's all American stuff. GOP candidates battle freezing weather. And all. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Around 1,700 police on major... On major uh, what? A major protest, the Palestinians. They're pro-terrorists, that's what they are. No, I don't I don't feel like reading that this morning. We'll go to AP News, and what have they got around the world? I did a refresh earlier. Fire from Lebanon kills two Israeli civilians, and Israeli Hamas... Um, oh, not not a fire like, you know, one you put out with a fire engine. No, it's they're actually, you know, shooting guns and weaponry at you, at people. That war is raging. Two civilians have been killed. Oh, I don't know, no interest in that. It's... Just horrible news. Just go to Aussie News, eh? Um, ABCnews.net.u.net.au. Uh, These are the top stories that have just come in. Former champ uh, Wozniaki, is it? Wozniaki uh, makes a winning return to the Australian Open as the comeback continues. Playing at Melbourne Park for the first time in four years, Caroline Wozniaki, she says that she has nothing to lose after advancing to the second round. Good on you, love. And volcanic eruption sees Iceland fishing town evacuated for the second time in a month. The volcano erupted in the southwest of Iceland. It poses an immediate threat to nearby fishing town and has been evacuated over fears of an, out, uh, an outbreak, an outbreak of volcanoes. Do want that. Uh, Ukraine wants Australia's uh, decommissioned Taipan fleet, but helicopters appear destined for the scrapyard, apparently. Uh, a mass rescue at the Sydney Maruba beach after 20 to 30 swimmers got caught in flash rip. It's a very flash, isn't it? It did a good, it was a good job at getting them out. Um, the You can see the boys in their little... Um, Orange inflatables there. Well done. On Sunday afternoon, the races in the Iron Man oh, and the Iron Woman series were drawing to a close at the Maruba Beach when the competitors spotted a group struggling in the water and they uh, got the lifeguards on the job. Smith not facing fear of failure as he prepares to move to the top Australian order. Uh, reinvigorated Steve Smith, he's not considered what it would mean for his future if the move to test opener does not pay off for Australia. And a man to be extradited, going to get executed, no, extradited, charged with murder over the death of Yil Gat Luak, 22-year-old man has been extradited from Victoria to Alice Springs. Oh, is that what they call extradited? It just from one state to the next. I thought they'd be going overseas. Some black fella gone and done that. He's been extradited. Two other people are expected to be charged with accessories after the fact following the discovery of Cat Luca. Oh, well, that might be him. Might be his body. No, it was a girl, wasn't it? Um, sure, hang on. Oh, Elderly man charged with sexual assault on a woman, 87-year-old, at a Sydney aged care. <laughs> been released from custody. Look at him. He looks like a cheerful old chap, but him... 87, you think, give it up, wouldn't you? William Newbold, he's 80, young fella, and um, so he's he's there trying to do a line with the 87-year-old. Um, 
They're visiting another resident in the facility in the city's northwest when he allegedly entered the woman's room and had non-consensual sexual contact with her on two occasions. Why would you do that? An 87-year-old. He'd be attracted to that. Anyway, that's him. Hundreds of firefighters battle out of control blaze north of Perth as temperatures soar. Nikki Roberts have got that. She's got that story. One of two emerging bushfires burning north of Perth is downgraded now. The firefighters battle several out of control blazes in northern Perth. It's all going, all go up there. Sarah, uh, what is this? Genante is I. I don't know. I don't know. Claims emotional tour down under triumph with blistering final surge. She Sarah. She wins her first tour down under. And uh, blistering solo attack on the iconic Wulunga Hill climb in the third and final stage. That'll be cycling, I suppose. <laughs> um, police confirmed two dead in a light plane crash at Boona, south of Brisbane. Just as well we've got Aussie listeners, because I, I don't know. I hope this is interesting for you. And uh, that we'll give it. We'll leave it there, eh? <laughs> we'll leave it there, and we'll go back to Radio New Zealand. I'll do a quick refresh on that. Uh, news hubs all just photos there, and hardly any words. To, read out political wedding of the year over at newshub.co.nz world reacts to Jacinda Ardern Clark gave it time the knot black caps and this is um that'll be cricket looks like Kerry Packer got all that one day cricket going all the wonderful colours with when he had channel nine was it channel nine or seven I can't remember he started he was into it he did really well they said he was um Frank Packer's idiot son but he's far from an idiot didn't he do well? Black cap bowler hold the nerve for the second victory over Pakistan at Hamilton. What is this, New Zealand? Oh, yeah, Hamilton. Do we play it down there? And the Green Party, Garaman, uh, Garaman's uh, Green Party colleagues, this says they haven't heard from her since the shoplifting allegations. There's been two of them come to light as well. In the United States, Donald Trump supporters explain why ex-president is still so popular ahead of a crucial vote. Food and drink, why the US website is calling Whitakers one of the worst chocolates. Ooh. Ooh. Well, could we have a quick look at that? Oh, before we do, and a shark was spotted um, and in Coromandel Beach, and a man, he launched a drone. And there's some there's a good video there if you go out. It's on the front page, and you can see a video of this massive shark. Gosh, they're big, aren't they? This one's a biggie uh, at this Coromandel Beach. That's a good idea. Get the drone up. Have a look at it. Now, we'll go to the food, the Whitakers one, apparently. Um, we, I would play the video, but first of all, they give you a silly ad, and then what do they do on top of that? Uh, they don't have the sound loud enough. Whitaker has been called one of the worst chocolates in a US website, but it's not the not for the reason you might expect. Taste testers from popular US food and drink website Tasting Table rounded up 25 chocolate brands with the end goal of ranking them for the worst and best. Tasting Table ranked New Zealand Whitaker's chocolate is in 24th, and the only uh, chocolate being ranked lower. Is it? Really? The, the US website has said the reason Whitaker's ranked so low on the list was it because of price. Ah, oh, I thought Whitaker's was cheap. Like most things, it's high-quality chocolate doesn't, does not come cheap. Ah, oh, does it? Uh, I, that little, um, the, what about that little, the snack one? It used to be a dollar for ages, didn't it? For years it was a dollar. So, yeah, so it's just the price. Oh my goodness, look at that. Kiwi favourite doesn't appear as widely sold in the US. One block can be bought and delivered to the US by online retailer Kiwi Corner Dairy for a whopping $51 for a bar of chocolate. You've got to be joking, you don't like it that much. Uh, I mean, coffee's getting crazy, isn't it? Chocolate and coffee go together, don't you think? I reckon.
I reckon they go together. Uh, anyway, I'm making, if you go to our Facebook page, I'm making my own coffee. I'm, I'm roasting it myself. Gosh, there's some, there's some traps in that one. You've got to really study the YouTube, don't you? You know, and don't listen to everyone on there. Eat the meat and spit out the bones with information. But it seems to me that it's all to do with um, you want to heat, you want to seal it. Well, you've really got to do it, heat it fast. I think it's got to be fast. It's got to be a good airflow by the sound of it. Make sure that your green beans are actually you know not too old. So ask, check the dates. You know, make sure you check the dates. Uh, and don't do too many at once. I went and put in 250 grams, doing 250 grams at a time. It's too much because if you mess it up, that's 250 grams of bad tasting coffee. So what do you do? Just put it on the garden. <laughs> Tip it out. I've got some there. I've got beans galore. Yeah, so I didn't do very well with the bean making, um, the roasting. But um, uh, it's all right, the barbie. But I think what I'll do is I'm going to have it so that I've got, I might get a vacuum cleaner on the job or some kind of a blower. So that I can actually get that airflow, because you want you want clean air going through it. You want the heat. It's got to be quite hot. It's got to be up there around or oh, two fifty, two fifty Celsius. Um, I think they heat heat them. They warm them up gently to start with, but I reckon get it cranked right up to about you know two fifty. Hotter the better, because it's like a steak. It just seals in, just you know seals in the aroma. That's what you want. And you go. First crack, and then I think I don't know. The second crack, oh, I did it. I did one. It was really good. I did it. Um, how long was it? it? Only took about oh, fifteen, ten, twelve minutes, and it tasted lovely. And it was. I just did it until the color looked right and it had that nice shine on it. And uh, that was my first cup was fantastic. And then I tried to mouth. I got a bit confident there, didn't I? And I put in two and fifty grams. But now I'm just going to do hundred grams at a time, an experiment. And I have to get some labels. We've got jars everywhere, and I don't know which is which. I mean, you can look at them. The longer you leave it in the roaster, the darker it goes. And then it can go. And then it actually can actually lose its flavour if you keep going a bit too long past the second crack. I think. But I kind of think just go just like go to the just before the second crack. That's what I think. And I even had a cup, one that where the, the bean wasn't that brown at all. You know, it was just sort of, just, well, it was brown, but it wasn't dark. And that actually tasted not bad. It had quite a nice flavor in it. But, um, yeah, I definitely don't think you want to leave them in there to low heat. They've got to be, it's quite a high heat is what you want. And keep them rotating so they don't get burnt. Keep them rotating. You've seen my terrible get up there that I made. I mean, it would have been easy, but I'm just too tight to go down and spend money on a proper rotisserie. Thingy with a battery operated thing, which will probably break anyway. At least mine, I know I built it, so I know how to fix it. So it goes round and round. But I will put a proper bearing on it so that I can adjust because there's too much friction happening there and it goes fast and slow. And then I've got to put a screwdriver on it or a pair of pliers across it <laughs> to slow it down. You know, oh, yeah, hopeless. I'll get it lined up eventually. Um, a study reveals that 30% of Kiwis cat owners, they oppose to keeping them, their cats uh, inside despite wildlife harm. Oh, rubbish, wildlife I need a few cats to keep the birds down. Get far too many birds chirping in the morning. What are you chirping about? In cricket, uh, New Zealand cricket, new cricket uh, chief executive, his name is uh, Wee Nick, and uh, he handles the baptism of fire with aplomb. And a Palestinian pro-Muslim terrorist demonstrators held around the world to mark the 100-day war. And back to tennis, more work still needed to improve on the nearly perfect ASB Classic tournament. Uh, oh, that looks a nice little video there. Some people having lunch there, all the lovely, all the beautiful people. Where are they? Uh, busy home life. A perfectly prepares New Zealand cricket CEO, Scott Weenick. Oh, OK, yes, he looks. Got a lovely wife, Blondie, there. 
and looks like he's got Nana and Grandad and all the kids. Got all lots of girls. He hasn't got any boys in his family. It's all girls. There we are. That's him. And what have we got? Uh, Michaela uh, Beetson. Long injury comeback. Inspires a new wave of silver ferns for the National Cup. This is sports news. That'll do, eh? What else? Well, these are the latest stories. Uh, projected boom in extra long-haul flights would would blow New Zealand's climate... Oh, rubbish. Oh, nonsense. This just come through just a minute ago. And Bennett riding for redemption in the season opener tour down under that cycling. Weirdos with shavely legs. Uh, black cap bowlers hold nerve for the second victory over Pakistan at Hamilton. And a study reveals that, yeah, we've got that. And uh, yeah, and Garriman's Green Party, yeah, we got that. There's not much happening in the news, is there? No, maybe we should go over to Sky News and I'll click on Sky News and see if they've got some news happening. Hey, we looked at weather. Yeah, we know what's going on with the weather. Peter Dutton, he lords uh, Nathan Conroy. This is at skynews.com, which I think it would just make marvellous. Um, as a uh, Dunk, Dunkley by-election candidate. Is that a place, is it? Dunkley. Uh, the majority of Aussies believe the government has failed to tackle the cost of living. A new poll has revealed more than 80% of Australians believe the federal government has not done enough to address the cost of living crisis, and many doubt more relief is on the horizon. A Melbourne tobacco shop is destroyed after a suspicious blaze. The tobacco shop went up with a puff. A uh, tobacco shop in Melbourne in the north has been destroyed after the suspicious blaze in the early hours of Sunday morning, as detectors investigate. Oh, they actually come in New Zealand, they don't even turn up. If the fire is linked to other suspicious arson attacks on tobacconists, and re- oh, there'll be stupid people that think that smoking causes cancer. Of course it doesn't. It might be an aggravating thing. I mean, if you've got cancer, if you've got bad cells from the childhood vaccines, if you're all damaged from that and you're all the pharmaceutical nonsense you've been pumping into yourself and drinking bad water, eating bad food and not eating enough meat to cleanse the system, um, then, you know, just because you're a smoker and you've got cancer doesn't mean to say that smoking caused it. I mean, they say there's research. You can pay any, any scientist to come up with the research that goes in favour of the lobby group. Anyway, I'd like to be one of those lobbyists for cigarette smoking because I know people, I've, and I've heard stories as well, anecdotal stories, as well as I actually know someone that smoked right up until they were in their 90s. Every day, smoked like a train. And my business partner on the farm here, Lisa, her mother smoked for, I think she was 87. Oh, no, she's nearly 90. Oh, she's a World War Two person. Anyway, she was a grown woman in World War Two, And she said um, she smoked every day. Smoke like a train. Fantastic person. I used to really enjoy listening to Lisa and her mum talking, actually, on the phone. She's a lovely lady. She was English, uh, English-American. So she was, a, he was over, I think he was billeted. Lisa's dad was billeted, um, well, not billeted, but over, you know, with the, you know, in World War Two over in the UK. And that's where they met. And then so she came back and they lived in a place called, um, uh, oh gosh, New Jersey, New Jersey. Um, Turnpike, oh, can't remember. I think her sister's at Colts Neck now. They've just got a big horse breeding ranch there. Breeding, I think so. Look after horses. 250 acres of horses there. And they're into, that's horse racing, you know, the race horses, they, they go for that. Uh, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that uh, story. Never mind. Uh, grave update on a young father in a horror Bali shooter incident. Oh, yes, Kevin Maligan. The young father critically injured in a tragic shooter incident in Bali has been taken off life support. Oh, 
his family have confirmed. And Queen Elizabeth's final moments revealed in a new book. Uh, more than a year after the death of Queen Elizabeth, new details reveal the final moments of the iconic monarch in uh, the making of the new king. Uh, so that's what the book is called, I think. And the Taiwanese voters, they insist on democracy and the DPP wins historic third presidency. Taiwan has elected William Lai Ching Ti as the next president in a major blow to China. Beijing are all pissed off, <laughs> which has w- uh, warned of a conflict should the troublemaker emerge victorious. Well, there's going to be conflict then, isn't there? Because he's victorious, I think. Looks that way anyway. Liberals, they named the candidate for the Dunkley by-election. The Liberal Party has named Frankston Mayor uh, Nathan Conroy as its candidate to challenge Labour's pick Jodie Balier, Balier, I suppose that's how you say it, uh, in the upcoming Dunk, uh, Dunkley by-election in Melbourne South East. And what other news have we got? Your dollars, consumers hold the... Oh, should we do an ad? Um... We, not an ad, we could do, oh yeah, um, a split dividing Danish royal family ahead of the Princess Mary's coronation. Let's have a listen to that story over at Sky News. They're really good at the sound, they get everything perfect. Let's have a listen. Well, we're just days away from history being made when Princess Mary becomes the first Australian-born queen of a European monarchy when she's crowned as the Queen of Denmark alongside her husband, Prince Frederick following the shock abdication of Queen Margaret. Joining me now is the Mirror's Royal Editor, Russell Myers. Russell, thank you for your time. This coronation's going to be a bit more of a low-key event compared to King Charles' coronation last year. Uh, what do we know about how the day's going to unfold? Well, good evening, Kayleigh. Well, it will be, I suppose, you know, from the pomp and pageantry and the splendour we had from King Charles's coronation, you know, following on from big, big events like the late Queen's Platinum Jubilee, it will be certainly more pared down in Denmark, but it won't be without sort of spectacle. There's going to be a huge fireworks display. We don't necessarily have the golden carriages, but I do think there'll be an awful lot of people celebrating in this momentous event. And a momentous event it is because it came out of the blue. Queen Margreta decided to step down after 52 years in her New Year's Eve address. And, uh, Bit of, bit of suspect timing, some have said, because of the scandal that has enveloped the royal family and uh, allegations of affair with Crown Prince Frederick. But I mm. think that people will see this as sort of a, a, a passing of time with Queen Margreta leaving the stage after, after having, uh, you know, a, a pretty good run at it. Is there any word there'll be sort of an element of Australiana in there somewhere? I don't know, some koalas or something to just sort of, you know, rep the country. Tasmanian <laughs> well, listen, I'm sure there will be. I mean, we've, we've seen some details sort of coming out slowly, slowly. Jane Stevens, uh, Princess Mary's older sister, will be with her. There is definitely going to be some sort of association with, with her, her home nation. Of course, you know, she's been taken into um, the Danish people's lives. They completely respect the, the way that she sort of left her home country, came over to Denmark, studied at university, mastered the language very, very easily, and uh, you know, sort of thrown herself into charity work. But you know, Australia is something that Princess Mary or Queen Mary will be calling her in a few days, will not leave behind. And it's sort of a, you know, this dual nationality aspect of her life is something that I definitely think she'll be carrying forward. They'll have to get Vegemite into the coronation menu somehow. <laughs> now, it wouldn't be a royal family without 
some sort of drama. And there's fears that an ongoing feud within the Danish royal family could threaten to overshadow the big day. What's going on? Well, of course, you know, drama in our own royal family and drama in the Danish. And this sort of, sort of comes from Queen Margrethe's decision to have a slimmed down monarchy. And we've heard that previously ourselves, haven't we, with King Charles mm. saying that uh, you know, there's not ne necessity for uh, hordes of people crowding around the royal family on the balcony. It's very difficult to spot who's who and who does what a lot of the time. But Queen Margrethe took the decision to strip the titles away from her younger son's children. And she said that this wasn't just for the country. It wasn't just for a money-saving exercise, but it was actually for them. And it would actually be, uh, you know, support them mm. in their lives moving forward and try to give them an opportunity to stand on their own two feet. But those grandchildren of hers have decided not to come to the coronation or indeed take part in any of the festivities. And uh, you can see this sort of split dividing the royal family before our very, very mm. eyes. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it exists when, uh, when uh, Prince Frederick and uh, Princess Mary take the throne. Well, that report there by Russell Myers. Very good. He's the royal editor for the Daily for the Mirror, I think. Yes, he is. Uh, boy, that was good. What do you think about that? Uh, she was beautiful looking, absolutely gorgeous. She was from Tasmania. Uh, gorgeous. She looked like my, my first wife, actually. <laughs> Very nice indeed. <laughs> Why should be attracted to me? But I was handsome in the, back in the day. 24 minutes to seven, and um, apparently Douglas Murray, who I absolutely love uh, reading about, uh, he and uh, listening to him as well, Douglas Murray, he condemns the Hamas in a spectacular tirade. Why don't we have a listen to that? Because I, I haven't actually had time to listen to this one. He condemns Hamas in this spectacular tirade. Let's have a listen. Sky News All-Star Douglas Murray has been a vocal critic of Hamas since the terror group launched their assault on Israel on October 7th last year. The outspoken commentator has continued his tirade into the new year, publicly blasting individuals and organisations who he sees as supporting Hamas. Conservative commentator Douglas Murray has consistently slammed Hamas and supporters of Palestine since the war broke out on October 7, 2023. Mr Murray has made a point of highlighting the radical aspects of Hamas and how this terror organisation is different to anything we've ever experienced. Hamas targeted innocent civilians in Israel on October the 7th and it's a pretty unique terror organization Hamas because or an unusual one because yes it then wishes to use any innocent civilians in Gaza as collateral to their well, or indeed the main attack point for their war um, I mean no other uh, I mean, I can't think of an army that has behaved like this in history, um, which is one of the reasons why you know, Hamas is not an army. It's a terror group. It literally puts civilians in front of its own terrorists. It literally puts civilian buildings above its own terrorist infrastructure, its weapons storage units, its missile storage, and indeed its leaders. This is a sort of cowardly way in which Hamas acts. Douglas Murray has also engaged in many heated arguments with commentators who push a pro-Palestine agenda. Uh, first of all, I mean, your other guest, I mean, I don't know 
what kind of a creature he is. He's a kind of low-grade thug, as far as I can see. He's listened to nothing I've said. Yeah, yeah, I uh, know, because I'm Muslim. That's what we call you know, Muslim. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, no, it's racist. not that at all. It's not that at all. I just think that you're a very, I think you're just a very low-rent racist. But anyway, let me just get on to it. You say, you say, first of all, you say, I don't care about the death of Palestinian children. Yes, I do care. I care very deeply about it. But I also know that the responsibility for their deaths lies on Hamas, which has misgoverned their society for the last 16 years and now has been leading the country into being in a war with Israel. So, yes, it's on Hamas, this. Douglas Murray vehemently denies Palestinians are victims of genocide, slamming anyone who pushes this idea. Well, anyone who uses the term genocide in this context simply doesn't know what they're talking about or is a malevolent actor. Uh, I don't know if Mr. Week has travelled at all in his life, how far he's travelled, how many conflicts he's seen, but I'd have guessed none. And you clearly know nothing about this particular conflict, and you've obviously seen none of it. He doubles down on his support for Israel, saying the IDF do everything in their power to avoid civilian casualties. My counterpart here goes on about uh, the deliberate genocide of children and, and women. I mean, I know you, and this is the sort of thing I, I think you do. You sort of claim that there are bombs being deliberately dropped on children and old women. Why would Israel want to drop bombs deliberately on children or old women? I mean, it, you just, again, it, it's just a shame you don't get out and see anything. Um, the Israelis do an incredibly careful campaign before bombings to try to make sure that civilians are warned to li leave areas that are about to be attacked. Everybody knows that. Everybody in the region knows that. It's a shame that that fact hasn't got to you. Douglas Murray also slammed the media for pushing a pro-Palestinian narrative and displaying a lack of empathy for Israel. Some of the spin on that is, is almost as if it shows the IDF is sort of so brutal that it even kills Hamas hostages who are Israeli. I, I just think this is another example of the international media and others just having this astounding lack of empathy for the Israeli people. Can you imagine what it was like for those soldiers who were in Gaza, knowing that at any point there are snipers, there are, there are uh, booby traps everywhere, um, people coming out of tunnels that they've built at British and American American taxpayer expenses and attacking them. Can you imagine what it was like for the soldiers who, in that terrible moment, made the life-changing mistake of shooting three people who turned out to be Hamas hostages? Murray also targeted the UN women's charity, slamming their response to the violence inflicted by Hamas and saying all women should rip up their membership. It was Groucho Marx who said, I don't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. Well, I'm not sure any woman should want to belong to a group that would have Munro Bergdorf as their champion. But there's another good reason all women should rip up their membership of this group, in my humble opinion. Take a look at their reaction to the revelations of sexual violence by Hamas in October. Is there a reason, though, Sarah, that you can't specifically call out Hamas? UN Women always supports impartial, independent investigations into any serious allegations of gender-based or sexual violence. And within the UN family, these investigations are led by the Office of the High Commissioner of Human Rights. It took the group a full 57 days after the Hamas attack to make any official statement and even then, that was to condemn gender-based atrocities, or mass rape, as the rest of us call it. It seems to me that this group really has a problem with language, and also with reality. So, Munro Bergdorf and the UN Women's Group probably 
deserve each other. Douglas Murray also slammed pro-Palestine protesters for ripping down the posters of Israeli hostages across the globe. If you put up a poster to a missing dog in any Western city, that poster stays up. In city after city in America, posters of abducted Jewish children, including a 10-month-old baby, were put up and were ripped down by people who have been indoctrinated into hate of Jews. Nobody would rip down the poster of a missing dog, but from Dublin to Berkeley, they ripped down posters of abducted Jewish children. So no, I don't think there was Douglas, very let much me put this to you. Let me put this to you, Douglas. And when posed with the question of a solution to the war, Douglas Murray is not optimistic. The claim that he's making that there simply needs to be a greater trust on both sides, as it were, in order to push for a two-state solution, and that it's within Israel's grasp to hand the Palestinian peoples in the West Bank and Gaza a sort of reputable social democratic government structure that allows them to thrive economically and socially is a complete fantasy. Everybody can see it's a fantasy, mm. except it's certain people in the international arena who cling on to this very, very outdated model uh, for dear life. Um, there are very few people in Israel across the right or the left of politics who think that a two-state solution is remotely plausible at the moment. I don't think it's remotely plausible at the moment. I don't know if it ever will be, but it looks incredibly unlikely at the moment. Look, look, look the Arabs don't want a two-state solution. The Israel offered it to them. They, uh, Israel will, will go with it. The Bible says no. <laughs> no. The Bible says that all that land belongs to the Jews, including Gaza. Everyone in Gaza, they're all terrorists. All of them, the whole bang lot of them. They, if they're not actually on the front line, they are supporting terrorists. So it's it's all about terror, all about hating Jews, and you've got you've got people in, within Christianity too that are believing the nonsense, this anti-Semitic nonsense that um, you know Israel, that, you know they they seem to think they they believe in this stuff called replacement theology, where uh, it started by the Roman Catholic Church actually, and it uh, believes that whenever uh, because because God because they killed Jesus. Uh, they say that God has finished with them, dealt with them. When Titus invaded Israel, uh, Jerusalem sacked the temple, everything was on fire, um, completely smashed it and um, scattered the Jews throughout the world, and that was the end of them. That's what the Roman Catholic teach, replacement theology. So when the word uh, in the, the Old Testament, Israel, is mentioned, it, they replace it with the church. They think that, that they are the new Israel. That's what they think. And it's a load of poppycock. A load of absolute nonsense. Old, load of old fiddlesticks. Um, yep, 14 minutes to 7. TNT Radio News coming up at 7. So anyway, Douglas Murray is brilliant, isn't he? Uh, the only trouble with uh, Sky News looking at these videos is you cannot go anywhere else. You're stuck there, so I've got no idea what's coming up. So I have a quick skitter. Uh, skitter around. I'll be back in a moment. Grant Edwards, playing today's best country, Liberty New Zealand Breakfast, the world at five, on 88.1 FM, the wireless. Setting goals. It can turn out to be a drama for your life. Here's what goals are. Your vision of the future. Your vision of the future. Now, there's two ways to face the future. One with apprehension. 
Number two, with anticipation. Guess how most people face the future? With apprehension. If you face the future with apprehension, you'll take hesitant steps all day, uncertain steps all day. And if you take uncertain steps all day for six years, you can imagine how empty your life can be. Oh, gosh, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, certainly would. Okay, we'll, we'll go back to the Otago Daily Times. They seem to be the only ones writing stories this morning. Uh, oh, oh, no, not really. Gosh, that's, uh, it's a bit quiet on the news front. Why don't we play a, this nice song? This is um, this is Lainey Gardner. She's the new in, internet sensation uh, doing her own stuff. I probably won't I won't get any hits on this one. Facebook keep giving me hits. You know, I, even though I pay my... I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to send off and play music. Uh, so I don't think I will get one for the, um, the other one which we played, which was um, about the moon. Did we really go to the moon? Because I think that's self-published. There's been no recording uh, companies involved in that. And what was the other one I did? Um, um, Kaylee, Kaylee Bell. She does her own. So I don't think we'll have any problems there with from her. And this is Lainey Gardner. Tell me what you think of this one. Yeah, what? 
bad, is she? Lainey Gardner, Dreams, that's the Fleetwood Mac song. Mm, pretty good. Eight minutes to seven. TNT Radio News coming up at seven. Uh, well, I think she's going to do well, that one there. She's got all sorts of people wanting her to open for them. And, wow, she said, she said I've dreamed of this. And here she, ha- here she is now. She's done it. And she just self-published uh, on the internet. Put her songs out there. If you look her up, Lainey Gardner, that's L-A-I-N-E-L-I-E, and uh, you'll find her on YouTube. Someone sent it to me. And she does a lot of country songs too. Got some great stuff, so I'll be playing some of that on the on the wireless here as well. Okay, welcome to the program, to uh, everyone there. And uh, we're over at the Post at the moment and uh, looking at their stories. And it's two years on, two years on the run, the rogue dad. They're calling him a rogue dad. Uh, his decision marks the kids for life. Tom Phillips. Well, I would say, uh, look, I, my opinion on this one is because they, they won't tell us why they're after him. Why? You know, he's gone from gone up, gone bush with the kids. But um, what, why? What actually is it? Why are they so petrified? He's a good dad. People that know him, they say he's a good dad. Apparently, locals are helping look after. You know, sort of. I think they're looking out for him. The locals, but the police are made. He's made the police look really silly. They haven't been able to capture him in ages. Seventeen thousand hours he's been. <laughs> he's been on the run. Apparently, someone wrote. Uh, so that's him, and uh, uh, I think well, that might be another story. Tom Phillips, um, why did he take his children away? Was it to stop the kids? It was back in 2021, they were jabbing them. So do you think it was that? I wonder if that was the reason why he ran off with the kids, so that they didn't be, didn't want them jabbed with an experimental biological agent, which you know any sensible person would do. I mean, they forced us to do that, wouldn't they? They said, oh, was, all the leaders are coming out and saying, you know, who was it now? Um Hipkins here in New Zealand has said that you know it was it was voluntary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you lose your job if you didn't get it. You know, it's terrible. So I I reckon that's what it is with Tom Phillips. The, no one's saying why. The media aren't saying why. So there's something fishy going on there with that one. There's still been no arrest almost three months from baby Rue's death. Ruthless Empire. Fancy, no, I would say it's appearance when you name your child something stupid like that, Ruthless Empire. Investigation appears to be at a stalemate as the family continue to appeal for three persons of interest to tell the truth. In Wellington, retail shops slowly filling up, but business headwinds remain. With some of the highest commercial rates in the country, Wellingtonians retail is carrying a heavy load in the middle of a retail squeeze. And the university, uh, they mourn the death of their leader, education leader, Martin Thrupp. Uh, he, was a, he had a distinguished career over 25 years at the University of Waikato. And an artist captures the arrival of Wellington's first European settlers. Uh, that, well, our lot came into Wellington. Uh, marine artist Paul Deacon, beautiful. He's a very good artist. Very, I mean, that's real art. If you ask me, not all that nonsense that, you know, children do better art. My, my kids do better art than some of the art that they're pushing at the moment. A lot of that Maori art, too. It's rubbish, isn't it? And it's so racist, don't they? They want to have make sure that, you know, anything that the government does, it has to be... Um, sorry, any any sort of arts that, the, that we taxpayers pay for, I should say, the government doesn't pay for it, uh, has to have a sort of a Maori tinge to it. I don't know why. Uh, European settlers, they, and they settled in Petone in 1840. His work features an exhibition opening this week. I wonder where that's opening. Been Wellington, I suppose. Oh, yeah, the post. Uh, Wellington, yes, a busy summer. The city's packed annual event calendar started with the New Zealand Cycle Classic over the weekend. And uh, safety improvements at Wellington's bus stops, where a man actually was killed 
the local resident group decided that the notably narrow footpath near Bid, Bidwell Street is finally being widened and its camber has been improved as well. And a year on, Victoria's Vice-Chancellor Nick Smith on the year that was 2023, just weeks into the role, Nick Smith had to oversee the response to challenges, including the university's $33 million deficit and a drop in student numbers. Well, that's because people don't want to send their kids to be indoctrinated. We're all waking up. And finally, Dame Jacinda Ardern and Clark Gayford, Clark with an E, uh, they got their day in Hawke's Bay. A famous guests flocked to Hawke's Bay yesterday uh, for the wedding of the former Prime Minister, one of the most anticipated events of the year. And uh, I'm training for a run. Should I eat carbs? Definitely not. Just eat lots of carb. Just eat lots of um, protein. That's the best thing. That's the rocket fuel for for people. You'll not only will you shed weight, and if you're training for a run, you've got to get get all the weight off. Get the fat off first, otherwise you injure yourself. You've got to re- reduce the 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 uh, pressure on your on your legs. It's too much. If you've got you're overweight, just get, get shed twenty kgs to start with. Most people are that fat. They're probably at least 20 kgs overweight, most people. You know, if you slim down dogs, if you actually starve dogs, by, they've got a 30, they have a 30% longer lifespan by underfeeding them. They eat far too much. They'll just eat and eat, won't they? You put a dog roll in front of a, a dog, it'll eat the whole thing. No, no, no self-control. Uh, a government pulls the pin on the Auckland Light Rail. This is in the press. The coalition government has cancelled the multi-billion dollar project after years of delay. And this year, I'm relearning how to play. Who's that? Angela Bennett. Uh, she changes herself, rather challenges herself to let go of the winning mentality and capitalist approach to having a baby. A winning mentality? Why would you do that? It sounds dumb. Angela uh, Barnett. She's um, look, writing her own stories. It's an opinion thing, anyway. Uh, prison sentence that proved a death sentence. When Cody Bennett was sent to prison, his father, Alan, hoped it would help him. Instead, it, prov- it proved a death sentence. Uh, was, what happened to that fellow? Was he in a van? They put, put him in a van with a criminal or something. Oh, I can't read it because they've got a... It's a paywall on it. There we are. So what else have we got here over at The Post, which is um, quite a lovely, quite nice to sort of skitter around on. It's easy to... Easy to manoeuvre on. Um, a game of hide-and-seek. How dogs learn to sniff out pests and natives. What well, native one? <laughs> uh, learn, <laughs> sniff out the natives. <laughs> uh, learn what it takes to be a part of a dog handler team deployed around New Zealand on the mission to preserve our natural habitat. I guess that's the sniffing out where the, um, the kiwis are. And round the bays recipe. Grain-free granola. Apparently, a protein-packed powerhouse of a breakfast. Well, just eat meat. I have meat at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What are you having, mints? I just love mints. I have mints, and because I can add the amount of the correct amount of fat. Last night, I cooked one up. It's, you shouldn't really eat late at night, but I did. I cooked one up. I cut a couple of meatballs, and um, what to do with them? I fried them. I fry everything. You know, I'm losing weight. I'm not. I'm not fat anymore. I did put on two kgs though, because I stopped. I didn't do as much work. Uh, and I didn't do so much work 
over the holiday period as I normally do, normally pretty active, and I was losing weight. It was just falling off me because I was 88 kgs over. I mean, I was that, you know, 20 kgs overweight. Should have been 67 kgs for my height, um, you know, five foot. <laughs> oh, gosh, sorry, Dan, not meant to cough. Be professional, Grant. Okay. Um, no, I should be around about seventy. I don't know the average, seventy-one. Some of the you wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to be any heavier than seventy-five. Wouldn't want to be any lighter than sixty-seven. I think sixty-eight, sixty-nine. You know, I got up to sixty-nine. I'm nearly seventy. Seventy at the moment, which is a bit heavy. I feel a bit heavy and fat, but I can do great things now in the shower. I can. I mean, imagine what I can do in the shower. Uh, I can bend down. I can squat down, and on you know without hurting myself and. Um, because normally the stomach's in the way, isn't it, when you're old and fat? Oh, news again. I've missed the news again. Ah, oh, gosh. You're hopeless, Grant, have I? Yeah, I have. I've missed the news. Um, well, I'll talk right through it. And um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll bring you um, news from Australia. Sky News has got some news coming up in a minute. Anyway, it's on. We'll get that. We'll pick, pick up their news. But I can I can squat down and I can wash my feet, which I couldn't do before. <laughs> And get up again, you know, just up and down. Brilliant. You guys, I said, man, I couldn't do stuff like that. I hurt myself, fall through the glass door or something. No, can't do that. So, but now it's just great. Get rid of all the weight. So, if you're planning on, if you want to lose weight, you've got to do two things. You've got to. I wouldn't reduce the intake. I'd just change the diet. Get rid of the carbs. Get them out of your like. Get rid of sugar. I mean, I reckon I put on two kgs because I bought a big. Which I don't normally buy honey because we get we have honey here on the farm, but I'm not very I'm, I'm not the honey I'm not the bee person. Lisa does that, but I um was having a teaspoon of honey in my coffee and you know my Milo and stuff like that, and um, not Milo, but you know my I don't know, I just have cocoa, not Milo because it's full of sugar, isn't it? And I was having honey, which is better than sugar. I haven't had sugar for months. Oh, I'll be coming up a year, eight months, nine months since I've had a teaspoon of sugar. Don't have anything like that. No lollies. You know, all the stuff that's sitting there in front of you when you go and buy the petrol and you think, oh, it'd be nice to have a chocolate bar. But I don't do any of that. And, um, but I did put on about, I reckon, about one and a half kgs just from having honey. And not, well, it could be that. It's probably more not doing enough exercise. You know, not doing, and when I say exercise, I don't go out and, you know, do exercise as such. It's just work, you know, walking over the farm. You know, I, I do a lot of walking on the farm instead of taking the gator. Um, just because it's, you know, it's good for you. And, um, you know, and I split my wood by hand. I, I, I lay it on the side. I put them up on the edge, actually, after I've ringed them. Ringed, so I've cut a tree down, ring it, and then I'll, I'll smack it with a, I've got a new hammer. I just use a normal axe, but I've got it, not a hammer, an axe. And I've got a, a splitting axe now, a real cracker. Boy, she's a beauty. She's um, a Husqvarna. And um, that one there, and you just, I swing it like a golf club and whack. And just, you know, just chip away at the outside edge. And you can, oh, I can split, oh, I split. I mean, all the firewood that my business partner needs uh, at her, her house in town is all I provided. I did all that in December. Um, I haven't really done enough of my own firewood. I, actually, I might have to get out today and smack a few around. But I reckon it's just not doing enough work. So if you want to... So I've never been one for gyms and things like that. You know, people probably look at me and think, gosh, you know, you're built. You know, you're ripped. But it's only because I just do physical work around the place. It's not like I'm sitting there pumping iron. I'm not that strong. Hey, I did manage to get to um, 30 push-ups in one hit, one sitting. You know, once, uh, what do you call a set? Because, I mean, when I first started this, back when I was 88 kgs, I could do three push-ups. I was knackered. I could do three push-ups. 
Then I built it up to 10. Then I did sets of 10 just to build up some strength. And then I just sort of got up to 20, you know, and I was doing 20. And I thought, oh, I'll go and I'll do 25. And then last week I started doing 25. And then last night I thought, oh, I'll carry on. And I felt good just doing some nice, perfect, perfect push-ups. And I got to 30. And I could have gone gone on, I reckon. But I thought, well, didn't I overdo it? But anyway, so that's, there we are. So I reckon if I could just do, I reckon if you did sort of like, um, I mean, I do about 100 in a day, 80 to 100 push-ups, because I don't do them all in one one hit. But I think that's the way to do do that. So that's the only physical exercise that's non-work related, is I do some push-ups. I don't do sit-ups because I think they're bad for your back. But I think some crunches, and someone was going to tell me about some reverse crunches. Now, who was that now? Someone was going to tell me about that, and I forget who it was. And uh, I never did find out how to do reverse crunches. So if anyone knows how to do reverse crunches, send me a text on 021-732-423. That number again is 021-732-423. So we better go to the news now. And um, should we, uh, I don't know, should we do news? Do you think? What do you think? I don't Bullshit. Know. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll be back with the news in a moment. Well, I've only been eating meat for beef fundamentally for almost five years now. I never imagined in my wildest dreams, number one, that you could just live on meat and number two, that it would have such a salutary effect. So for me, I lost 52 pounds in seven months. I went from 212 pounds to 165, which is exactly what I weighed when I was 23. And I've maintained that weight since. I can put on muscle mass with no problem, even though I'm 62. And so when I've talked to many people who've lost like 100 pounds in a year, you know, because they come to my talks and who are just beside themselves, so to speak, as a consequence of experimenting with this diet. So, well, so that's the story. Yeah, that is the story. And it's a good story. And it's my story as well. It's, um, he's been five years at it. I'm, I've been about nine months and uh, I would never, I couldn't go back. I can't go back because I just feel so good uh, and I look pretty good. You know, physically, shame about the face, but I, I feel terrific. I just feel so good, and I've got energy that I didn't have before. But I think you do have to make sure that you're active. I think you've got, it's not just a matter of just eating meat. I think you do need to do some physical work. I hate exercise. I just like work. I think that's the best way to keep yourself in shape. Okay, I've got TNT Radio, not TNT Radio, we missed out on them. Uh, so I'll just put um, Jordan Peterson out of the way there. Five and six years, and his daughter's on it too. And it's called the Elimination Diet because the meat, they've never found meat to cause any allergies, whereas uh, lots of fruit and vegetables they, they have done. And um, some, some fruit is actually toxic for you. shouldn't be eating it at all. It's seven minutes past seven, and uh, here's the news. There are calls for drug testing to be done at festivals after eight people were put into induced comas at a recent music event in Melbourne. Using a free drug checking service, festival goers will be able to make informed decisions about healthcare workers who can provide harm minimisation support. Experts suggest there is no evidence it increases drug use after it was trialled at Victoria's Groovin in the Move. However, the state government has had an adverse reaction to the proposal. A man has been charged over the alleged sexual assault of a teenager at a popular Perth beach. It's believed the man led a teenage girl into a toilet block at Coogee Beach before sexually assaulting her. The man was arrested and charged with one count of sexual penetration without consent. He'll front court tomorrow. 
Australia's population is expected to hit 27 million. The jump follows our largest yearly increase, growing by more than 641,000 last year, equivalent to the population of Tasmania. The growth means there's an Aussie every 50 seconds. We're expected to hit the new number just in time for Australia Day. Some prison cells around New South Wales are set to be taken offline after a drop in prison population. Due to the increase in prisoner numbers in the next four weeks, sections at some of the state's largest jails will be mothballed. Latest data revealed more than 1,200 people were in New South Wales prisons in September last year, close to 2,000 inmates lower when compared to March of 2020. Yeah, they put them out in the uh, <laughs> they put them out in the community for us to bloom and put up with. The state government has decided to close several jail areas to save on costs. Yeah, and to make our life miserable. They, yeah, that's what they do. That's what they're doing in New Zealand. The catch and release. Uh, there are prisons in New Zealand. They're not full. Their prisons just empty. There are, and that, and that, why is that? We've got criminals like going through the roof. And, and yet the prisons aren't full. They should be chock-a-block with all these bad bastards. Actor Bill Hayes, best known for his soap opera acting in Days of Our Lives, has died at the age of 98. The star, who played the That's role of Doug Williams for over five decades from 1970, also met his wife, co-actress Susan Seaforth, while filming the series. Mr Hayes, who began his career as a musician, celebrated his 98th birthday on the set of the American daytime soap in June last year. The cause of his death is unknown. A huge fire has broken out at a depot in the Russian city of St Petersburg. According to the country's emergency ministry, more than 270 emergency workers and 57 vehicles were involved in putting the fire out. The local fire department said there were no casualties in the blaze. The fire destroyed close to 70,000 square metres. A Sydney cafe has launched a month-long dedication to Taylor Swift. Appetite Cafe in Five Dock transforming itself into a shrine for the Swifties ahead of the artist's tour in Australia. The cafe owners saying they wanted to give the Swiftie community a chance to celebrate the megastar's arrival. Fans will be able to enjoy Swift-themed food, trivia and a soundtrack filled with all her greatest hits. Wow. And you can stay up to date by streaming Sky News on Flash. Visit skynews.com.au forward slash flash. Staying across Australia's local news when you're overseas has never been easier. For important headlines, travelling Aussies stream Australia Channel. $6 a month with no lock-in contract. Sign up now for a free week-long trial. And now, wireless weather. All right, let's look at the short forecast now. Valid until midnight tonight for Northland Waitomo, including the Coromandel Peninsula, the Bay of Plenty and Taupo. Cloud with isolated showers turning to rain this afternoon and then you've got some heavy falls as well for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. Cloud increasing, scattered rain developing in Hawke's Bay this morning. Spreading elsewhere in the afternoon for Waitomo to Wellington and Wairarapa including Taramanui and uh, Tai Happy. <clears throat> Tai Happy. Mostly, mostly uh, uh, widespread actually rain this morning for you. Sorry about that. Heavy in places, easing to isolated showers during the afternoon and evening. For Nelson, Buller and Westland, showers clearing this morning and then becoming mainly fine. However, isolated showers about the ranges this evening. For Marlborough and Canterbury, scattered showers developing this morning.
And then clearing in the evening for Otago, Southland and Fiordland, uh, you've got uh, rain mainly, or rather mainly fine in northern and central Otago, but then you've got a few showers elsewhere, becoming confined to the south coast this afternoon. And uh, in the Chatham Islands, cloudy periods there with a bit of rain as well. It's seven minutes past, I think. Yes. No, 12. 12 minutes past seven. It'll be over soon. But I get back to your normal life. How many times has the UN... Uh, General Assembly passed resolutions condemning Israel, approximately. Uh, in the year 2022, there were 15 resolutions uh, on Israel. Uh, there was one on Iran, one on Syria, one on North Korea, and 15 on Israel. There have been hundreds over. Hundreds? Year. Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds yeah. And, and every year, probably at least double digits, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And how many uh, against the Palestinian Authority? The Palestinian Authority is never condemned. At never? The nations. No. Never. I wonder why that would be. Maybe it's because people hate the Jews. Oh, they hate them. Always been hated. Hated for it. Why is that? Because they're God's chosen people. They are. They definitely are. There's no doubt about it. You're not going to make a liar out of God. Uh, missiles from Lebanon killed two Israeli civilians in a uh, Israeli as, as the war rages on now for its hundredth day. Uh, two civilians have killed in northern Israel after an anti-tank missile fired from Lebanon hit their home. Yeah, but you never you never much hear that. You've got it. In, I mean, AP News they've gone and put it in, but hardly ever do we hear anything like that in um, in New Zealand. Uh, and the genocide case against Israel. Where does the rest of the world stand on allegations? You've got all these half wits, all these lefties, crazy people, all these demonic people that um, have got it in for the Jews. North Korea launches a suspected inter- intermediate range ballistic missile that can reach distant U.S. bases. War of words after Taiwan election highlights the attractable divide, the intractable divide over the island's fate, and Frederick X is proclaimed the new king of Denmark after his mother, Queen Marguerite II, she abdicated. Uh, In the regions, now Denmark's queen has abdicated the throne. More royals have been doing that lately. They have too. More countries join talks on the Ukraine leader's peace formula. Uh, the Ukraine leader is he a leader? He's an actor, but Russia, Russia is absent, obviously, and the war grinds on. A volcano erupts in southwest Iceland, sending lava flows towards the nearby settlement. And demonstrations against the far right held in Germany followed a report on a deportation meeting. And uh, over to Asia now, India's main opposition party begins a cross-country march ahead of the crucial national vote. Cross-country march. And uh, Japan's Kishida vows, uh, he, he vows more funds to quake hit zone as a worry over dis- uh, diseases in evacuation centres as it ri- rises. And Japanese domestic flight returns to the airport with crackdown on a cockpit window, no injuries reported. Maldives' leader demands removal of Indian military from the uh, from the area by mid-March, and they're having a bit of a spat. Oh, they had a mid-March amid the spat. Moving across to Latin America, and now Guatemala is expectant as the new... Guatemala is expectant <laughs> as the new president is set to take office after months of legal battles. Mexico sent 25,000 troops to Acapulco after Hurricane Otis, but hasn't stopped the violence, no. In Ecuador, the global reach of Mexico's warring drug cartels fuels a national crisis. 
And a mudslide in Colombia has killed at least 34 people and injured dozens of others. In the Middle East, the Israeli-Hamas war reaches a 100-day mark. Here's the conflict by numbers. So if you want to go and look at that, you can look at AP, which is um, Associated Press. And families of hostages held in Gaza for 100 days hold a 24-hour rally, begging the government to bring them home. Families of Hamas hostages mark loved ones' 100th birthday in captivity. 100th day, I should say, not birthday. 100th day in captivity. And during the 100 days wars of Gaza, Gaza doctors push through, pushes through horror and loss in his struggle to save lives. But that'll be in... Where will that be? That'll be some... Is that that doctor that was a bit of a dodgy doctor? Let me click on it and see if it's the same one. Um, I don't know. There is one doctor, an English fellow is over there. Uh, in Gaza. I don't think this is the one. We'll see if we can play it. Sometimes you can. See if it's loud enough. Oh, no, it's one of those silly things now where you've just... You've got... um, There's no one talking. No, you've got no voiceover. That's no good for a radio. Okay, um, and that's it for the AP News. Um, should we have a little look at the Epoch Times and see what they've got in store for us here today? I can't really talk about anything to do with the Jovid, Jovid 19, otherwise they'll give me a clip on Facebook if I'm on, I don't know where I am, well, I don't know what's on at the moment, whether it's Twitter or what. Um, I've got no idea. I think, I think I'm on Twitter and, and Facebook as well, but um, most people listen to us. They stream on radio. We're a radio after all. It's not really... Anything else? Oh, there's a couple of people there, a handful of people over at um, Rumble. G'day to you guys. How are you? You doing all right? Not much action in the in the chat there. I'll, I'll keep it open, and if you do put something in the chat, I'll respond to you. It's um, 18 minutes past seven. Good, Very good morning to you. Looks like it's going to be not a bad day, really, for most of the country, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be too bad. Uh, now, don't listen Listen to all this nonsense about the um, the heat wave and all that. It's just rubbish. It's not, not a heat wave. I think it's all gone wrong for them. I think the people that are directing the weather, <laughs> they, they wanted it to be one, but it certainly hasn't been. I'm just going to have a wee sip of my coffee, which I roasted myself. It's not as good. The first one was really good. This one's not quite strong enough. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I'm getting there, but I'm just going to do 100 grams at a time. As I said earlier in the program, I'll do 100 grams at a time. That way, if I mess it up, it's not I'm not messing up too much. It's just 100 grams in uh, my little rotisserie, my homemade. You can see that on Facebook. You can see me, my little rotisserie. Very Heath Robinson or Rupe Goldberg. And if you're Americans, you'd know you'd be familiar with Rupe Goldberg. The British, it's um, Heath Robinson. It's a bit of a, you know, put together with um, bits and pieces. Uh, but we got there. Now, I had somewhere where I was going to take you. Should I go to the Otago Daily Times? I think I will. I'll take you there. We'll have a look at, um, should we look at local news? Um, now, oh, no, we'll go, we'll see what they're saying on the national news. Yeah, all it is, uh, the big story there is Ardern, Gayford, tie the knot at, at a, uh, what was it? Tie the knot in great wedding. A former Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, one of many well-known faces at Jacinda Ardern and Clark Gayford's Hawke's Bay wedding, says the couple's special day was great. Oh, it was great. A person hit by a car after a disorder incident in Christchurch taken to hospital. Police aren't 
they're tight-lipped on it. Crews respond to two separate fires. I think we speak, spoke about that, one in Blenheim and the other one in Christchurch in a building. Third person was charged with the murder after a body was found That's um, of that Jaden Manfredos Nair. Back in April last year, his, he went missing. Green co-leader, uh, the leaders, they break their silence over the shoplifting allegations of the um, of uh, MP Golwitz Garriman. She's overseas. No one's heard anything from her. She's just gone bush. Um, what a disaster. She's a refugee, came out here, got into Parliament. And this, she's been covered in controversy, though, hasn't it, her the whole time? Uh, I mean, you've, you nutty people joined the Greens anyway. Uh, government officially cancels the Auckland Light Rail. Wasted almost $250 million of taxpayers' money. And I think it's our money as well. It's not just Auckland's money, not just ratepayers. Heat stays up on north amid rain hits. It's not that hot. It's just rubbish. I'm talking nonsense. And uh, there was a carload of tourists, and one of them aged 88. They hung upside down, uh, staring down a 100-metre drop after they crashed off the road near Akaroa. Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit dangerous out there. I've driven out there. It's quite lovely down there. Uh, scorching heat, rubbish. Nonsense. UF star Israel Adesanya, he issues a partial apology. The UFC star Israel Adesanya has issued a partial apology for breaking court rules. And he did a stupid post. It was it was terrible against the prosecutor. Just a silly man. You're going to ruin your career. The judge let him off. They shouldn't let him off. Shouldn't let him off because I think it was drunk driving. And I've got no tolerance for drunk driving. Um... Should I call her lucky? A lady's talking about a dog that's been rescued from a batch fire. Uh, they call them a crib down where we come from. Crib. Crib is like a batch, isn't it? Uh, when the girl, our six-year-old border, when girl, a six-year-old border collie, Hunterway Cross, well, that's they call a girl. Come here, girl. That's the good one. Um, was, um, she was in this burning batch. Firefighters feared for the worst, but they got her out. She did all right. And there's been that big truck blaze. On the Canterbury Highway, large truck fire along the major South Island Highway caused a lengthy wait for motorists and holidaymakers yesterday. And the South Island fire, risk of the worst in years. Oh, rubbish. Uh, the concern about the risk of fire. It's always concerned about the risk. Every summer, <laughs> it's just weather. It's nothing to do with climate. Climate change. The weather gets hot. Hot and goes up and down. It's all to do with the sun. The sun organises everything. It's nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with carbon and all this rubbish. It's all that's all designed to. Um, it's just a tax. I mean, how is the Antichrist going to pay for the world government if we don't pay for it? They've got to invent some new tax so they can pay for it all. Firefighters contain a ten hectare blaze, which is about twenty five acres. Uh, where was that? Now that was in Porirua. in Titai Bay. Oh yeah, that was over the weekend. That was nasty. New Zealand supports attacks. New Zealand supports attacks on Houthi rebels. Oh, good. <laughs> Foreign Affairs Minister Winston Peters and Defence Minister Judith Collins have expressed New Zealand support for strikes by the US and the UK against the Houthis uh, in Yemen, targeting uh, Yemen. And a senior lawyer rebuked for abusive outbursts. A leading member of the cr criminal bar threatens to continue abusing a self-represented litigant after calling him mad, a liar, telling him during a phone call with a judge to shut up. Good grief. Senior lawyer rebuked for abusive outburst. A leading member of the criminal bar threatened to continue abusing self-representing litigants. Yeah, they don't like it when you self-represent because you're doing away with their income, aren't you? Even the judges don't like it when you rep... And you're not really representing yourself. You're not representing, are you? You are presenting. 
You see, people say, "Are oh, you represent?" No, I'm not. I am. I am my. I am in my own body. I am presenting myself. I'm not representing. You know, you got to. It's the words they use, and also watch out for these words. Got to ask the judge now. What What are we using with the terms of reference? What are we using? Laws, uh, Black's Laws Dictionary, Black's Law Dictionary, or are we using the Oxford or the or the Cambridge Dictionary? You know, you got to ask them. Because when they say person, it doesn't mean, you know, like normal body. Person actually is corporation, corp, corporate, core, corpse. That's where that comes from. So you're, you're this straw man or this, um, this dead entity, you know, that they've, they've, they've created for you. <laughs> and I'll tell you who's getting quite knowledgeable on that, and that is Richard Vobes, V-O-B-E-S. You can go and find him on Facebook. He's very careful what he says on Facebook, but it, you get the, di- the general diarrhea listening to him, or general idea, rather, I should say. Now, uh, it's 25 minutes past seven, and um, Golritz um, Garaman identified in the second alleged shoplifting incident. Oh, we'll click on that. That's clickbait, isn't it? Yeah, it is. She's pretty, though, isn't she? She's Iranian. That's Arabs, basically. They say, I'm, I'm Persian. No, you're not. You're just an Arab. It's the same. They're all Persians. Persians are Arabs. Uh, a second allegation. They're actually Egyptians. The first, the first Arab was an Egyptian Jew. <laughs> True. Yeah, you don't believe me? Go and do your own homework. A second allegation of shoplifting has emerged involving in-battle Green Party list MP, Golritz Garaman. According to a ZB+, the incident allegedly took place at the same exclusive Ponsonby boutique weeks before the incident, which is alleged to have occurred on the 23rd of December which is now at the centre of a police investigation. Garriman, who was the Green Party's seventh highest ranked first MP, a list MP, not first, sorry about that cranking noise, um, it hold, and holds the party's justice portfolio. Oh, no. Justice portfolio. Was well, so it just gets worse. Revealed by ZB Plus on Wednesday last week to be facing an allegation of shoplifting thousands of dollars in high-end designer items from Scotty's Boutique on Blake Street in Ponsonby. The Green Party spokesperson said on Wednesday that the party was aware of the allegations relating to the incident on the 23rd of December, and as a result, Garriman would be standing aside from its, her portfolios and all you know, responsibilities until the matter is resolved. Green MPs are... Oh, yeah, blah, blah, they're expected to maintain the highest public... Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the... Um, but ZB Plus understands a second instance of Garriman allegedly shoplifting from the boutique has been identified in the weeks prior to the original incident. ZB Plus contacted the Green Party and Garriman yesterday uh, with the details of the second incident, but neither responded. In addition, further details have come to light about the incident on the 23rd of December. Sources have told ZB Plus that they believe the value of the unpaid items that Garriman removed from the boutique two days before Christmas was in the region of $15,000. <laughs> That's quite a bit. It's understood that Garriman was, was uh, shoplifting. No, she was stopped by staff at Scotty's when she attempted to leave the store without paying. ZB Plus understands that Garriman refused to open her bag and requested by the, as requested by the shop assistant and then is alleged to have left the store with her bag containing the unpaid items. Uh, Some hours later, the clothing was understood to have been anonymously returned to the store. The prominent MP and human rights lawyer, there's even some doubt over that as well. They've sort of, you know, and I think even James Shaw Shaw, Shaw was involved in that nonsense, saying that 
that she was you know, this great human rights lawyer, but I don't think she did much at all. Uh, and she's not been charged, but police said they've received reports of an alleged shoplifting in the store on the 23rd of December. Initial inquiries are still being made into the report, and police are not able to comment further at this stage, according to police spokesman. Garriman's overseas. She left uh, New Zealand straight away <laughs> just in days after the alleged incident on the trip. But the, they say it was the, the party say it was pre planned. A man at Garriman's home on Thursday told the Herald that the, she was travelling with a friend. The Green Party spokesman said Garriman's overseas on a personal trip that was planned many months earlier. A staff member at Scotty's yesterday said they were unable to comment. Uh, the store earlier declined to provide specific details, but ZB Plus have got the info. It's $15,000 worth of stuff. Garriman, who was just a spokesman for the Greens up until Wednesday last week, has stood aside with her portfolios. Green Party's confirmed that it is aware of the allegations. Uh, Green MP is expected to remain... No, oh, yeah. So it's a lot of repetition there. Scotty's... Oh, I know that one. Yeah, I didn't realise that was a boutique. I used to drive past that all the time. I thought it was just uh, like an advertising agency. It's got green all over it. You know, it's got sort of like... Um, what do you call that stuff? Over the side of the building? Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> Plants. That's clever, getting it to grow up like that. looks really nice. All grow up the side of the building. Imagine painting it, though. It would be difficult, wouldn't it? I suppose you wouldn't need to because it's got that covering of green. Fantastic idea. Scotty's Boutique. I've been there. I haven't been in it. I've been, I've been, I used to live there. Now, uh, let, let us see what else we've got happening here. It's 29 minutes past seven, and we'll go over to the post, shall we? Yes. I'll do a quick refresh on the post. Uh, yes, the post, and, oh, no, it's the same old stuff. No, we haven't got anything new. Uh, we'll try Radio New Zealand. They off, they're off. Normally, they're up early. Uh, they might have something new. Uh, and world news, see if there's... Um, oh, yeah, North Korea fires the missile. We talked about that, didn't we? This is rnz.co.nz. North Korea fires missiles, minister to visit Russia as tensions rise. North Korea has stepped up pressure on Seoul in recent weeks, declaring uh, it is it the it, declaring it the primary enemy wow that's pretty onto it tens of thousands turn out for king frederick's succession a blinking back tears king frederick told a cheering crowd outside the Christ, christiansborg castle uh, that he hoped to become a unifying king for the future let's hope you're not teaming up with King Charles there with your um, when you and Klaus Schwab with your your World Economic Forum nonsense, fishing town in danger as Iceland volcano erupts. The volcano erupted in the southwest Iceland, uh, posing an immediate threat to a nearby town that had been evacuated over fears of an outbreak, outbreak of flames, and leaving now hundreds of firefighters over in Western Australia, hundreds of them are fighting the fire on Sunday, still f battling it out, uh, out of control bushfire near Western Australia's capital of Perth, prompting authorities to urge residents to get the heck out of there. And there's a, um, a sort of a political analysis there as to why Lai's victory in Taiwan matters. Beijing called him a troublemaker and a dangerous separatist. Now he, is, he will be Taiwan's next president. And so that's a story you can go over and read at rnz.co.nz. Kremlin calls crime writer a foreign agent. A Russian author's book has been banned since the criticism of President Putin in the war in Ukraine. 
and the war in Ukraine, and Haley overtakes DeSantis in Iowa polls just days before the first test against Trump. They haven't got, none of them have got a snowball's chance in hell. Nikki Haley is overtaking Ron DeSantis in Iowa in a closely watched poll just two days before the first pre-national president. What do they call it? The first in the national, first in, the first in the Oh, they call it a first in that. It's got hyphens in between. A presidential nominating contest, and that will determine whether uh, either Republican can emerge as a, um, a victor to challenge Donald Trump. And uh, then none of them have got any chance at all, have they? Not really. No, not a, not a hope. What's that doing there? It's stuff all over the floor. I've been fiddling while I've been, you know, stuff everywhere. Better have another sip of coffee. Denmark awaits the new king and queen, Marguerite, as she bows out. Thousands of Danes are expected to gather in Copenhagen as the monarch passes her throne to her firstborn son, Crown Prince Frederick. And three migrants drown at the US border amid dispute between Texas and the White House. A woman and two children drowned in Rio de Grande as they, they tried to enter the US from Mexico after officers prevented federal border officials from going to their aid, according to the US um, yeah, Border Patrol. Uh, Japan's Boeing 737-800 flight turns back due to a cockpit crack, a cockpit window crack. Domestic flight of Japan's all-Nippon Airways returned to the departure airport on Saturday after a crack was found in the cockpit window of the Boeing 737-800 aircraft mid-air, according to a spokesperson. And astronomers detect high-energy signals from outside of the galaxy. <laughs> Astronomers made the discovery after analysing 13 years of data from NASA's Femi Gamma Ray Space Telescope. Ecuador prison staff held hostage uh, by inmates are now free, according to officials. All prison staff held uh, by the inmates in the prison in Ecuador amid the sharp uptick in violence has been freed by Saturday evening local time, according to SNAI. Prison agency. U.S. delivers private message to Iran after Yemen strikes. The U.S. president's comments follow a second strike on the Houthis, who have attacked shipping in the Red Sea, which will affect our economy. But I think it's all designed. I think they just employ these people like the Houthis to go and stuff things up. It just makes it easier for them to, um, you know, give us food restrictions and and uh, material restrictions. Uh, the U.S. climate envoy John Kerry is throwing in the towel. He's going to leave the Biden administration. Former U.S. Senate Senator, Secretary of State, will help President Joe Biden's re-election campaign. Administration sources said. Uh, Taiwan elects the William Lai as the president of historic uh, election. Uh, the move has angered Beijing, uh, which reviles Lai as the He's the, his sovereignty party, and it's, it cements a path that is increasingly divergent from China. Huge ancient lost city found in Amazon. A huge city there was um, is found in the lush vegetation. It's been, uh, been unearthed, and, um, and it changes what we know, really, about the history of people living in the Amazon area. Colombo landslide kills uh, several people, including many sheltering in in house, a landslide in northwest Colombia killed 23 people. I thought it was in the 30s. Uh, it's now 23. I thought it was 32 or 34 people. And uh, they've 23. It says here, uh, and injured around 30 more, according to local authorities. Israel presses on with the Gaza war, approaching 100 days, and a U.S. regulator grounds the Boeing Max 900 indefinitely. Flights have been cancelled. U.S. aviation regulator has extended the grounding of Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft indefinitely and uh, announces it will tighten overseas 
a, a rather oversight oh, oversight of Boeing itself after a cabin panel broke off uh, the new jet. Scientists say we have a one in three chance that 2024 year is going to be hotter than last year. Mm-hmm. U.S. election. Can Nikki Haley stop Donald Trump? Definitely not. And a snake was entangled in a woman's uh, refrigerator in the ice dispenser. She had to call in the snake man, snake charmer, got him out. U.S. to seek the death penalty against a white so-called supremacist. Apparently um, he was the buffalo shooter. They're calling him that. He'd be on psychiatric drugs, be on you know, prescribed drugs. That's what make, that turns them potty eventually. Every all the mass shooters, if you go, do the homework on this, and it's be the same here in New Zealand, but the pharmaceutical industry, the lobby group there, they keep it quiet. But most of the time, they say, you know, how they say, oh, he's off his meds, but it's normal. It's not. He's off his meds. He's on meds. And that's the problem. That's the problem. He's on meds. They just use that as an excuse that he's off meds. And it's the meds that turn people nuts. But anyway, the U.S. prosecutors they're going to seek the death penalty against this fellow. Uh, he killed 10 black people in Buffalo, a New York grocery store, back in 2022. And US, US, they carry out a new strike. We talked about that earlier uh, on um, the Yemen, uh, in Yemen, actually in Yemen after Biden vows to keep pressure on them. United States carried out the additional strike against the Houthis on Friday, according to uh, Reuters, uh, two officials, they told Reuters, I should say. That we're reading this at rnz.co too, by the way. Voting begins in Taiwan's crucial election, watched closely by China. Uh, oh, that's gone. We've gone too old now. Too old. Um, let's whip across to... Um, I wonder if the centres have got anything interesting. I'll do a quick refresh on them. That's in New Zealand, sort of um, quite, quite good. Um, here we are. This is we're on the front page of The Centrist or centrist.co.nz. A study predicts significant decline in family size worldwide, alters kinship di- dynamics, a decline in the number of cousins, nieces and nephews and grandchildren. Global family, the size drastically shrink by about 35%. And this will mark a shift towards smaller and older families. How will policymakers worldwide address these seismic changes? You can see that story at thecentrist.co.nz. And uh, pressure on New Zealand government to support South Africa's application for genocide against Israel in The Hague. And mostly women and children killed in Gaza since the fighting began in October. That's because the terrorists put them up front there as human shields. The impact of the DEI, New Zealand Statement on Academic Freedom and Non-Conformity in Decline. Oh gosh, this is a difficult one to read. Is that two stories or one? Uh, oh, no, here we go. The impact of DEI statement on academic freedom and non-conformity uh, in universities, not decline. That went to another story. They've got a bit of a problem there. Unless I've got the things up to too high, I'll bring it back a notch. Ah, that's better. I had it blown up because I'm half blind and I couldn't see. It's 21 minutes to 8. Oh, goodness me, time flies. And Trotter. Trotter, he's good. That guy Trotter. Uh, a Labour made no case for co-governance because it couldn't. Perhaps the Labour Party should have stuck to their knitting. <laughs> New Zealand media cherry-pick I, uh, IMFD, uh, that's the GDP data, to mislead the voters. How to make New Zealand's terrible economic ranking look not so terrible. Uh, yeah, And Williams, he's the writer, obviously. Voting green would be a disaster for farmers and the country. It would be economic sabotage. Um, McCroskey, how dare that man speak up for the rights of women? Oh, that's old. That's old news. That was very old. And who else made a comment on that? Um, 
Oh, I can't remember. It was quite a good comment. I can't remember his name. He's a well-spoken former newsreader for um, television. Lives in Wellington, I think. Friend of John Ansell's. The name's just gone from head. New Zealand moves... Oh, yeah, the global rankings. So, you know, I'm, now I'm struggling with uh, this paper, trying to find my way around. Debunking the climate change claims. Oh, yes, New Zealand's weather 10 trends show no significant shift, no catastrophic shift. Too many jobs, too many research grants, and too many scary, sensational stories that sell advertising are dependent on keeping the, catast- the catastrophic theme alive and well. That will be a good story worth having a look at. That came out this year too, just a few days ago, over at centrist.co.nz. The and what else have we got here? I think, oh, that's all I've. That's all I can see. There, the front page is not as good as I'd like it to be. I'd like to have some, you know, a bit of a decent, you know, paragraph or something if they want me to talk about it. Um, they also are involved with New Zealand News Essentials as well. Uh, so the media continues to overplay the victim card. This is over at NZ News. Oh, no, it's still on the centrist. I thought they've, I think they've linked the two together. And EV fires on Cook Strait ferries. Oh, no, yeah, ministerial expert panel to examine safety. Fire and safety for EVs. Fire safety for EVs on Cook Strait ferries is critical as their lives, as their, rather, fires... <laughs> while rarer are harder to control than those of ice vehicles. What's an ice vehicle? <laughs> Just a, what's the ice? I didn't know they call them ice vehicles. And then fact-checking two, um, excessive deaths part one. This is, yeah, this is quite good. This came out on the 8th of January. And there's a link between excess deaths and the Jackson rollout. We'll have to say Jackson because we're going out on Facebook. Um, at this point, there seems to be more questions than answers. Yeah, what is that about? Yeah, I'm just, I've only got time for headlines. I haven't got time to read a bit. Seymour's Ministry of Regulation amid the streamlined bureaucracy. Yeah, what does he want? Ministry, Ministry of Regulation aims to streamline bureaucracy. Oh, well, that's not about it. I mean, he's good on that, isn't he? Uh, New Zealand at Treaty Crossroads, multi-tribal governance or equality for all. I think we should go for the latter. Does the coalition government smoke stance really have anything to do with being anti-Maori? No, I don't think so. It's just anti-control. It's just pro-control, controlling people what they put in, just getting used to the whole idea of um, them dictating to you what you can do with your own body. That's what I think it is. That's what it's designed for. And then um, the Human Rights Commission role in the treaty debate. Uh, dying for a drink, Tory Farnell. Oh, that's the mayor of Wellington, the drunk, the drunk mayor. Uh, the forgotten tragedy of Keith Allen. Oh, well, have a look at that. Who's Keith Allen? Was he another mayor down there? Was he? Uh, media sympathy towards Farnell may be influenced by her left-wing leaning affiliation. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely true. And she's pro. She's anti-Jew. She's a Jew hater. Discouraging calls for her to step down and seek help. And she apparently she has. She's joined the gym as if that's going to fix it. She'll join the gym, but never turn up. In 1984, Keith Allen faced pressure from Muldoon to remain in office which contributed to his death. Both Farnell and Allen, the mayor, that's the mayor of Wellington, Farnell, and Allen experienced personal challenges. Farnell's decision to stay raises the question of whether it is similar to Allen's situation decades ago, um, where not addressing problems had severe consequences. The media's role in shaping narratives around the public figures are portrayed during times of personal crisis, and they can have a 
a profound effect. Oh, I can't see a whole, whole story. Why isn't it? Got it up too high. And then I, let it, then I bring it down too low and I can't read it. Because I'm blind, you see. Um, it says here, the situation currently unfolding with Wellington's Mayor Tory Farnell and the Green Party has the leader... Has the media rather providing sympathy and cover, making it perhaps harder for Farnell to step down and seek help? Farnell's story raises the obvious comparison of the unfortunate fall of former Justice Minister Kerry Allen. However, Farnell's story also shares some airy similarities to the tragic story of of a similar named Tauranga MP, the late Keith Allen, a minister of Robert Muldoon's national government. On July 21, 1984, Alan died reportedly after a night of drinking. Alan wanted to retire from politics because of health and stress concerns, but was reportedly pressured to stay on, must have been good at his job, during the challenging time for the National Party. Yeah, rightly so. Of course, pull yourself together. Farnell's current situation, she's... um, Recent, she had recent admission to having a drinking problem. That's because she's been abusing staff, isn't she? She's she's a nasty drunk. Some of them, are, some drunks are quite functioning, quite nice, quite pleasant, but others nasty. Depends. I think if their life, I think if they're miserable in their mind, it comes out with when the um, when the the booze lowers your um, your inhibitions and all the all the, the truth comes out. I think what happens when they get them drinking. Anyway, women are, women are worse than men because um, they've, I think they've got l- less fluid in their bodies so they get drunker quicker and um, nastier. <laughs> they're, they're nasty anyway. Uh, terrible creatures. Anyway, but we need them, apparently. Yes, we do. We've got to, keep the, got to keep the babies going. Otherwise, the Muslims will take over if we don't um, have some more children, uh, which is going to happen. I'd say by 2050, we'll be in Islamic State, New Zealand, the exam, exam, cause, cause the reason for that is we don't have a constitution. If we had a constitution, we could stop it. We'd say, no, no Muslims. <laughs> but uh, we don't have a constitution, so the majority rules, you know, so that means we're naked, aren't we? So if we just keep bringing in all these Muslims, terrorists uh, from overseas, they end up having Sharia law. So, you know, your kid steals an apple in the local grocery shop and their hand gets chopped off. Uh, anyway, let's get back to Farnell. So um, she, seeked, she sought professional help. Uh, she has not done so, and incidents and rumours are piling up. But I thought she joined a gym and it's all good now. Anyway, the media sympathy may not be right medicine. I, I agree with that. Most of the mainstream media have decidedly, they've been quite sympathetic towards her and it seems I seem to defend Farnell, for instance um, from rumours of videos even through Farnell herself voiced the possibility of her alleged behaviour potentially being filmed however after several incidents of disorderly con- disorderly conduct and unprofessional behaviour, perhaps it does matter which rumours are true and which ones are not? Is the media coverage influenced by ideological alignment between the left-leaning media establishment towards the left-leaning mayor? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think you could put the two together, couldn't you? Mm, 14 minutes to uh, 8, 14 to 8. Uh, is, the leading to a re- is this leading to a re- reluctance by the media, the lefty media, to encourage Farnell to resign and seek help? I think so. I thought that everyone's been soft on them. Oh boy, that was soft on Kerry Allen, wasn't that? That stupid woman, you know, driving one of our vehicles, which we pay for. This EV is smashing it into someone. She's drunk and under, uh, not only, uh, you know, probably 
psychiatric drugs as well because she said I've suffered from mental health most of my adult life so she's obviously on some pills as well Ellen's um, Ellen's instance the pressure was reportedly not from the media but from the Prime Minister Robert Muldoon oh this is the other Ellen not Kerry um, this is decades ago he want, they wanted him to stay put in the job. This is this is what Muldoon said. Come on, man up, mate. I mean, Muldoon had been through the Second World War. They, you know, you can't just give up. You've got to get, get the job done. Then you can have a holiday after you've got the job done. And uh, anyway, his health was deteriorating, his mental health and his physical health. But he died after stress of work impact on his physical and mental health, apparently. How could that be? He had diabetes, alcohol and the lack of support. His marriage had fallen apart. Uh, came together at to it, or it all came together to end his life when his drinking problem of problems of Betty Ford what was it when the drinking problems of Betty Ford wife of the then president Gerald Ford began I didn't realize that began interfering with his public duties their family staged an intervention and she entered a rehab she went on to establish the Betty Ford oh yeah the Betty Ford Center and uh, bring the issue of alcohol abuse to uh, to global attention and that story there is over at the centrist.co.nz and it's under the sub folder of um i think it's under the nz news essentials there we are so who are they who is the centrist well it was founded in 2023 last year it's centrist it's a free online news platform uh, aimed at curating New Zealand, a bit like what I do. I'm, I'm a curator. <laughs> I just go read the paper. It's like we're sitting in a cafe together, isn't it? And I'm reading the newspaper. While you drink your coffee and mine goes cold. Can I just do something? Can I just play a record so I can have a slurp of my coffee? Because I'm making a, not a bad coffee. Let's have a conspiracy song. It is uh, coming up to, uh, yeah, it's uh, almost 11 minutes to 8. Now, I, oh, hang on, I've got to... I think you'll enjoy this one. This is Jeep Jones. You want to hear some of fake news? Well, it goes like this. Oh, the world is run by the Illuminati, baby. They own the banks and the paparazzi, baby. Politicians in the pocket of a global elite. The Vatican's a Luciferian cult. They live forever drinking baby's blood. They brainwash pop stars, send them to the Super Bowl. Bullshit. Agenda 21 is the long-term goal Just a little population control Billy Gates said it on the YouTube video And David Bowie is still alive He's Jack Stephen and he's gonna survive In a town underground They've been building on the down low for years I'm telling you, Margarita This place is really bringing me down And if you kids don't stop your fighting We've been going to Mars for 50 years. I got a pyramid there and a Simpson Sears. And Oakland knows those anomaly shows. I got it down. And there's a secret space program. NASA, you know that stands. But never a straight answer. Man, it's all a sham. And Alex Jones is really Bill Hicks. Herculibus and Ibaru, Planet X are on the way. So you better hug your kids or you can. Because the Earth is flat, we never went to the moon. Which, by the way, is like a hollow balloon Cause it's a makeshift spaceship from eons ago I'm telling you, Margarita This place is really bringing me down And if you kids don't 
Every big country is a corporation. Everybody's gotta get a vaccination. Chemical trails in the sky, nanotech AI. And of course, 9-11 was an inside job. Al-Qaeda, a product of the global mob. Bin Laden, living a good life on a tropical isle. And there are no weapons of mass destruction. But Cheney made good in the reconstruction. And we're all being lied to, spied on, 1984. But we all watch baseball, football, hockey And look away from the Anunnaki As the generals laugh in the walkie-talkies all day I'm telling you, Margarita This place is really bringing me down And if you kids don't shut up now I'm gonna turn this world around I'm gonna turn this world around And we're all gonna go back home Illuminati Illuminati A paparazzi A maserati A high karate Illuminati 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 Yeah Illuminati Illuminati yeah, they call him Jeep Jones. Yeah, that's right. Fake news. That's a bit of fun, isn't it? Seven minutes to eight here with Grant Edwards on the... We'll call it, it's called... It's sponsored by Liberty NZ Podcast. Uh, it's called The World at Five. And um, oh, I've got... Chris Chris is good. I had, a, I had a rooster call, but it's not working. Oh, yes, it is. Time to get out of bed. Now, why didn't Christopher play? I've got Christopher Hitchens there on Islamic fundamentalism. He thinks it's the worst of the lot. He, he hates Christianity as well. In 1788, when the United States was barely a country, right. it was having its um, sailors taken as slaves by the Barbary states, the states of the Ottoman Empire in North Africa. Tripoli. Tripoli. The shores exactly. of Tripoli. The shores of Tripoli. Ships uh, stopped. It's crews carried off into slavery. We right. estimate one and a half million European and American slaves taken between 1750 and 1815. Jefferson and Adams went to their ambassador in London and said, why do you do this to us? The United States has never had a quarrel with the Muslim world of any kind. We weren't in the Crusades. We weren't in the war in Spain. Why do you do this to our people and our ships? Why do you plunder and enslave our people? And the ambassador said very plainly, Mr. Abdul Rahman said, because the Quran gives us permission to do so, because you are infidels. And that's our answer. And Jefferson said, well, in that case, I will send a navy which will crush your state, which he did. Islamic fundamentalism is not created by American democracy. It's a lie to say so. It's a masochistic lie. And it excuses those who are the real criminals, and it blames us for the attacks made upon Chris- You're listening to Grant Edwards, 88.1 FM, The Wireless, Six. The World at Five. The world at five. Six minutes to eight, and uh, we're starting to heat up now. If you move over to newshub.co.nz, and we'll have a skitter through that while you, while you enjoy your coffee this morning at the cafe, if you're not doing any work. If you live in Ponsonby, you don't have to work <laughs> because your your houses there cost so they they went up in value so much that no one needs to work anymore. Six people have been injured after a crash into the creek in the Bay of Plenty. Uh, I better have a look at that. We better not just skitter over the headlines there. Had we six people injured after the crash uh, into a creek in State Highway 2 in the Bay of Plenty on Sunday evening? A police spokesperson said the single vehicle crash occurred around 20 past 7 near the monument in Waioeka Road. Is it Waioeka Road? And it's between 
Waitara Road and Matawai, Matawai, Matawai Road. Uh, the spokesperson said six people were in the vehicle. Gosh, that's a lot of people to put in a vehicle. We all buttoned, all strapped up with your seatbelts. Uh, it left the road and crashed into a creek. One person needed to be e- extracted, <clears throat> be um, removed from the vehicle, taken out of the vehicle, and all reported to have only moderate injuries, according to a spokesman. News Hub has contacted St John's for further information, but nothing yet. No news. So that's that's it. Oh, that's the big news for the day. Um, European Europe fears Trump's return to the president. This is a story someone's been working on overnight. And uh, there's an analysis there done by Luke McGee for CNN. So that'll be just they, they hated Trump right from the beginning. I couldn't get over over it actually. How our media back in 2015-16, uh, when Trump uh, you know came down the escalator there, the symptoms had a program that showed that he would come down the escalator and announce his running for uh, president. You know, how, imagine that winning from a standing start. Not many people win from a standing start. But he did. Normally it takes years. Um, according to European Union's internal market chief, uh, Thierry Breton, Trump told European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen in 2020 that if Europe is under attack, we will never come to help you and support you. Wow. We don't know if this is true, though. This is the trouble. You read this stuff. <clears throat> i just shut that window. Sorry. A bit, get a bit, a bit uh, breezy on the microphone. You, you read this stuff and you don't know if it's actually what he said. And quite often it's taken out of context. And I just couldn't believe it listening to the news. I was listening to Radio New Zealand News one morning while I was working away there, that, you know, welding up trailers and stuff, doing um, tiny house trailers. That's what I do for, in my spare time. And um, I couldn't believe the news reader, you know, who'd, who'd written the story for him because they don't write their own stories usually. And and it was just so anti-Trump, I couldn't get over it. Wow, so biased. And I would actually started to watch on, you know, YouTube, I started to watch his um, campaign, you know, and actually his speeches and what he was actually saying to people at these rallies that he was holding at airports and places all over the United States. And I th- I didn't think it, he sounded too bad. But they they said he was saying things that he didn't say at all, completely twisting his remarks as well. So they obviously, they're, you know, they're in with the globalists. I mean, I suppose that would be true because the, all the newspapers are owned by just a small handful of people. Rich elites, you know the the big the top the billionaires of the world, and they own they own the media. And he who he who controls the media controls the thinking of the masses, doesn't don't they? So therefore, so the news we're getting, and that's half the reason why I'm doing this curia, curatoring of the news, um, is because I want to give my opinion on it because I think the too many of us have been sucked in by it you know and it's, it's easy to get sucked in by it because you're reading away in a story and it does get it sinks in and you th- start to think like people would say oh, i don't like trump because you know he's a misogynist but he's not really at all i mean he hires a, he hired a lot of women in his, his corporations in the companies um and he made some comments you know some silly comments probably but he certainly doesn't back down over them you know probably because that woman who he didn't like who was, oh, was one of them i can't remember her name either what was her name you know, I can't remember. But there was one that he didn't like. Uh, and that's right. And Megan, Megan, what's up? She lost a job over it, really, didn't she? That ruined her career, um, Megan Kelly, when she tried to set up Trump. She regrets that, though, I think. I think because she can see that Trump isn't, is not a bad guy. And she's out on her own, own now. And um, so she's not, doesn't have, she's not under pressure from the network to say, you know, to be anti Trump. 
But that was what we saw. And multiple EU officials and diplomats noted to CNN that his sudden recollection came... Oh, hang on, I better go back a bit. Um, Britain's remarks during an event of the European Parliament came less than a week before the Iowa caucus uh, caucus, uh, and the restarting of voting for the US Republican presidency. Restarting? Just starting. In the primary. This was which Trump has widely expected to win. Uh, They also coincide with... Uh, Britain's proposal of a 100 billion euro fund to bolster ammunition production across the bloc, a fact not lost on his critics. Multiple EU officials and diplomats noted to CNN that the sudden recollection came at a particularly sensitive time as the EU attempts to build its own defence capabilities outside of the US-led NATO alliance. It is no secret that ammunition stocks across NATO member states have become depleted because of the Western military support for Ukraine. And whether Trump actually made these comments or not is largely immaterial to European officials. The former president's views on American historic role in European security are well known. During his presidency, Trump regularly talked about defunding NATO, and I agree with that. And so many of them do, and I think he got that information. I mean, he he sits and listens to the best of the best. Colonel Douglas McGregor, a former White House advisor during the Trump time, during his administration, he says that NATO are like just you know on life support. They're just like dead. They basically do what they're told. They do. They just follow what um, London and uh, Washington tell them to do. But anyway. Um, and also complicating authoritarian leaders, including Russia's Vladimir Putin, um, of Vladimir Putin, um, they they are considering considered adversaries of a very the very same military alliance. She's quite pretty, isn't she? That um, Ursula von der Leyen, I think, for an older woman, she's quite attractive. No, women don't attract me at all, actually. Nor do men, but. Um, I'm over it. I think it's good, you know, when you're not attracted to them. Oh, it's great. <laughs> you're free, free. You just you just get on with other things. I'm I'm interested in making coffee, you know, roasting my own coffee and what else, you know. Oh, I'm I'm learning to um it's like icing a cake. I'm out with a digger. I've got that going like she's going good now. And once you put some oil in it, it goes all right. Once you lube up the um the hydraulic doesn't need that hydraulic fluid. And I've got an idea about hydraulic fluid. I reckon you could turn it into diesel. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. If I remember, but yeah, what I'm doing is I'm—it's like icing a cake. I'm I'm doing with um I'm shaping, reshaping the the hills, the hill just near near a cabin that I want to build, and I've got I've also got to move move a tiny house, and it's on a bit of a bank, and I'm I'm frightened I'll tip it over because it's quite a tall one, you know, four point two meters high off the ground, and so I've I've got to make that good, but I can't do that. So what I'm doing is I'm shaping it. This is me. I how I would do it. I haven't checked it out, but. I'm just shaping, getting the shape that I want with, you know, topsoil and whatever have you and clay. And then I'll cut out, then I'll get rid of the topsoil. And once I've got, you know, the actual shape that I want, and then I'll I'll cut all that out because it'll just sink in that. When it, when one rain, it'll be a mud pie. And so I'll cut that out and then I'll put some base course down. And then that will be a good base for when I tow the tiny house out. I'll tow it out with the tractor. I think that's the safest way. And, and put it into its new position. Anyway, we'll get back to the story here with Ushula, the beautiful Ushula. Ushula. Ushula, apparently there's an old name now, but it used to be a wonderful name. 
Uh, yeah, very, very nice name for the Swiss girl, my Swedish friend. She's Ursula. However, um, naive that this might sound, Trump's, Trump trashed the assumption and his hostility towards the Ukraine war uh, has an impact even now. Playing into the Republican Party's reluctance to pass more US funding to the Ukraine, uh, Trump when Trump came along, it woke us all up to the fact that the U.S. might not always act in European Europeans' best interest. Hmm. Shouldn't they have said in Europe's best interest? Especially if it goes against the American interest, a senior U- a EU diplomat told CNN. They said it sounds naive saying it out loud, but that was the assumption a lot of people made. During the Trump presidency, the new reality caused Europe to do some soul searching. Officials included that Europe concluded rather that Europe needed to prepare itself for a future where the United States wouldn't be relied on in the same way that it always has been. That thinking was underscored when President Joe Biden kept many of Trump's America first policies, particularly on trade and China. It is the second reason that reminders of Trump's anti-European sentiments sting. Despite its best intentions, Europe's Trump-proofing, as um, inelegantly call as they inelegantly call it, has not gone very far. On trade, Europe has taken measures to reduce the dependencies on single nation and diversify its supply chains so it cannot be held to ransom should a a trading partner suddenly change its policies, as Trump did on steel, uh, placing tariffs of 25% on imports from the European Union. No amount of de-risking can make up for a sudden policy change that makes it harder for Europeans to sell into America, says Ian Bond, Deputy Director of the Centre for European Reform Think Tank. In the second term, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that he could decide some other materials uh, is a risk to uh, American security. On defence and security, the EU has acknowledged its fast... Oh, gosh, I went right through the news again. Mm, Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I find this quite interesting. Uh, Defence spending across the bloc and the continent more broadly. It has taken the war in Ukraine very seriously... Um, it has taken the war in Ukraine very seriously, sending billions of euros in funding along with weapons and aid. It is also working hard to bring Ukraine into the bloc as soon as possible. Definitely not. That will just be a, that will just be a red rag to Putin, to the Russian leader. Historically, poking Russia and sending this level of European money to uh, and resources to a third party, it's a war against Europe. It's Europe really fighting Russia, isn't it? This is a proxy war, and half a, half a million um, Russian soldiers have died on the battlefield already. And our guys that go over there that have to have to train these people, and Australia have sent more, more troops as well, and probably Canada as well. All the Western countries are training them in the UK at the moment, training these people. They're even thinking about conscripting women as well. Ah, oh, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? They don't send women off to war. That's because they don't have any men left. A lot of men have taken off too, left the country, don't want to be conscripted. And they've got old people as well. Apparently they're training quite old men to fight, and they last about 24 hours. Anyway... Uh, despite this, the uncomfortable truth is that the rearming 27 countries and 
changing the way they trade takes a very long time. So the deep-rooted ties with and ultimately dependency on would not be easy to up-pick, up-unpick rather, even under normal circumstances. But the past few years have been anything but normal for Europe. COVID-19 took up an enormous amount of bandwidth, while the war in Ukraine, a country that borders the EU, is trying to join the bloc, is top of the agenda at every meeting of the European Union leaders. Aside from distractions, Trump-proofing is hard because Trump himself presents quite a unique threat to Europe. Ukraine, rather, uh, yeah, no, that's the wrong wrong line. Here we are. Uh, Unlike China or Russia, the US is not a hostile state, but it's an old it's an old ally. But it's not actually actually attacking Europe in the, the way that Beijing and Moscow might through cyber attacks and military action, so called. I don't know if they do. I think they make up the stuff. Create an enemy for us. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. In both cases, Europe can use economic sanctions or an increase in military presence to protect itself. Clearly, even under Trump, that would not be appropriate or necessary against the US. However, diplomatic action against Trump is also tricky as his thin-skinned nature. He's not thin-skinned. That's not right. This nonsense. He's not thin-skinned at all. Far from it. Uh, nature means any criticism risks a massive overcorrection. No, I don't agree with that. The conclusion some diplomats have reached is that the best way to deal with Trump, uh, should he win, which he will, this year's election, is to stay calm <laughs> and keep plugging away at uh, distancing Europe from the US. And I think we'll see that happen because I'm pretty sure that the Antichrist will be leading the European Union. I think once that happens, once they get some strong leadership there, I think you'll see them uh, start to become the world empire, as foretold in the Bible. And, you know, we won't make a liar out of um, out of God, will we? Now, I wanted to play uh, and one more country song before I, I leave. I just went right through there. It was very unorganized today. I don't know why. Oh, it's prob- I know why. It was because I had everything sorted out last night, had everything to go, got out of bed at 4 o'clock, quickly had a look at the stories, no news stories. I thought, oh, that's right. Um... And then at three minutes to, I had to reset the entire, I had to restart the computer. Nothing would work. I was clicking on things and I, and I couldn't get it. And so I thought, oh, stuff. You know, so I had to close all the programs down. They, they wouldn't close, actually. So I actually just reset. So I'm, I don't know what's going on with the computer. I had to restart the thing and then quickly find everything. And then I forgot to, um, I think for over an hour, it might have been over half an hour at least, I forgot to start the stream again. And so all we had is a handful of people on Rumble. <laughs> Hopeless. And that was me. That was my morning. Just um, That's why I'm a bit disorganised today. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Do you believe that or not? Bullshit. I was in a board meeting. Yeah. Oh, let's listen to Richard Branson, then I'll come back and we'll have a look at the weather. I'll do a refresh on uh, Met Service weather. I was in a board meeting when I was about 50 years old. I think I said, is that good news or bad news? And, and one of the directors said, come, come outside, Richard, a minute. So came outside and he said, you don't know the difference between that and gross, do you? So I said, no. He said, I thought not. Anyway, I brought a sheet of paper. He, he has some co- colour pens and he, he colours it in blue and then he puts a fishing net in the in it and then he puts a little fish in the fishing net and he says um, so the fish that are in the net that's your profit at the end of the year and the rest of the ocean that's your gross turnover and um, I went uh, 
got it. Ever since then, I've been name dropping net and gross to people who've obviously know full, full well what it is. But the point of the story is it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's a good idea, most likely, if your chief accountant uh, knows. For somebody who's running a company, what matters is can you create the best company in its sector? Just go out and create something that's going to make a positive difference to other people's lives. That's absolutely right. That's what you do. That's what I do. People say, oh, you've got a business plan. You only need a business plan if you go to the bank. So do something small. Start off small and build it big. You don't want to buy something big and turn it into a small business, do you? <laughs> Lose money. And try not to put any money into it. But if you're enthusiastic about something, you know, passionate about it, I mean, it'll work. It'll, it'll, you just do it, do, it, do it in a micro scale to start with. And then if it, you think you get the model right and then pump them out. That's what my brother and I did with our publishing business back in the day. Uh, we started off with one, and I'd, I'd already had two or three magazines. He thought, oh, this is good. And he, he was very good at business, and he was able to help me. First thing he did was, he said, Grant, you, expe- you can't expect 100% from staff, because I was quite hard on staff. And Trevor took me aside, a bit like Richard Branson was taken aside there, and he said, you're not very good with staff. And I actually became very good with staff in the end. But after I had a pep, pep talk from my brother, he said, you can't expect 100%. You can only expect 80% from anyone. And once you get used to the idea, 80% is enough. And once you, once you start to live with that, and also stop being so hands-on. I mean, you, you, there are actually kids here that are working. We had a lot of, ch- lot of kids working, for, not children, but a lot of kids, you know, uh, in, in graphic design, that sort of thing. Scanning, and, and they'd come in. A lot of stringers, we called them. They'd come in. We pay them well over the award wage. wage. Because you want to get good people, so you've got to pay them. And we made it fun for them. I made it fun for them anyway. But once once my brother gave me this pep talk, only expect 80% from people. And you know what happened? It product, productivity went up, and actually the, my expectations of them went through the roof because they knew that I wasn't going to come down on them every time they did something wrong. They know when they've done something wrong. You don't need to tell them. They know. And just encourage them and say, oh, I'm sure you won't, you know, that won't, I'm sure you won't do that again. But I had a lot of fun with my staff. We had some great young people. One of them, um, she was the most uh, the most unlikely. I didn't think she would actually succeed in the company. She was only 18 when she joined. She ended up running the entire bureau. And we had like, I think we had about seven titles here at one stage that we sold to Kerry Packer before he kicked the bucket. Um, we sold it to him. Um, a, a Australian Consolidated Press back then, they owned... So they bought Property Press, and then we thought, oh, well, by, by us, because you've got to have an exit strategy, don't, don't you? But anyway, once my brother took me aside, gave me that pep talk, um, then uh, there are people out there that can do a better job than you, and also don't expect too much from them. Just expect, you know, like he said, 80%. It was the best thing that stayed with me all my working life, actually, since then. And when did we start that business? 19, 1997, we started that off. I came back from the UK. Um, I'd been over there on a busman's holiday thinking, what magazine, what can I do next? And I thought, I know what I'll do. Because back in, back then, Property Press was going out and it was just black and white with a one-spot colour, like red or something like that. Uh, they didn't have any colour at all. And I, I came back and I thought, we'll do a proper magazine like an extra. And that's why we, I called the first magazine Property Extra, or just Extra. I think it was in Ponsonby. And um, that, that's what I did. And that's, that was the idea, and we worked, worked a treat. People really liked it, but, of course, Property Press, they saw what I was doing because I was going around the real estate agents, you know, trying to sell it, and um, they were all on board. And then Property Press came out, and they did it even better. And Gloss, 
So I actually helped Property Press become as successful. So Barry Coleman can thank me for that because if it wasn't for me going on my busman's holiday to um, the UK and Europe, getting ideas and bringing them back to New Zealand for a re- real estate magazine, they wouldn't be where they are today. You can thank Grant Edwards for that. That's all right. Barry, send us a bottle of champagne. I'll, I'll come out of retirement from drinking and um, have a bottle of champagne with you. And apparently you're a very nice chap. I've heard comments. I haven't had much to do with you, but you, you, I remember you one year, you gave me a very nice Christmas present. And thank you very much for that. Um, but I know someone else, George, and he, you're in the same shooting club as him with the skeet shooting and that sort of thing. And he says you're a lovely bloke and you bring a lot of joy to, to them, to the, to, the, to the members there. And... Um, yeah, so that's very common. So, but, th- you, but you can thank me for um, for coming back with the ideas from the UK, and that kicked everyone into gear. And you had a guy there that was working for you. Man, he was good. Oh boy, he would stop me at every turn. He was he was on the warpath. He was very good running the company. And that's another thing I did. I did have a conversation with Barry one night in a at a at a function, um, and he did say. That you know you've got to have good people, you've got to surround yourself with good people. You're absolutely right. And he had some good, he had some top-notch managers, and uh, you know CEOs working for him and his companies. But he's a journalist by trade. But he, I remember reading about him, and he said um, that uh, every week was like winning the Golden Kiwi or the Lotto, with the amount of money that was coming in from the publications. And Property Press was the big breadwinner. I mean, the. Um, what was the, what was the name of the newspaper? I think he's bought it several times. Um, National Business Review. That was owned by Barry. Then he sold it, and then he bought it back, and then he sold it, and then he bought it back. I'm not sure who owns it now, but that wasn't the the money spinner. It was the weekly property press that brought the money in for him. He said it was just like winning the, winning a uh, a lottery <laughs> every week. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Fantastic. Uh, this is Senator Senator Ron Johnson. I like this guy, and uh, oh, I'll be back straight after him. We'll have a look at the weather and see what's going on for the country. 17 minutes, coming up to 17 minutes past eight. I mean, it's, it's just extraordinary to me that, uh, you know, the government was working with social media to amplify lies and suppress truth and has been doing so repeatedly. Why couldn't the American people know that, you know, there were other alternatives to treat COVID? Why, why can't the American people know that there were side effects with the vaccine? This was all pre-planned by an elite group of people. That's what I'm talking about. Event 201 that occurred in late 2019, prior to the rest of us knowing about this pandemic. Again, yeah. Yeah, th- this is very concerning in terms of what has happened, what is happening, uh, what continues to be planned for our loss of freedom. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it needs to be exposed, but unfortunately, there, there are very few people, even in Congress, that are willing to take a look at this. Uh, they, they all push the vaccine. Uh, they don't want to, you know, be, be made aware of the fact that the vaccines might have caused injuries, might have caused death. Uh, you know, so, so many people just simply don't want to admit they were wrong, and they're going to do everything right. they can to make sure that they're not proven wrong. We're, well, we're up against people- a very powerful group of people here, Maria. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's Ron, the Senator. What is his name? Uh, Senator Ron Johnson. There's a part two to that, actually. He's good, isn't he? 
Oh, he's great. All right, let's look at weather and uh, the extremes right now in Taupo. Uh, well, actually, Napier, no, Na- Napier-Taupo Highway. Get over, go a bit further out to Napier, and it's 23.8 degrees, the hottest in the country. Nugget Point is the lowest, 7.9. It's also the windiest with 43 kilometres of wind through there. The wettest place to be at the moment is just one millimetre of rain in Ashburton. Temperatures across the main centre, Stewart Island, 8 degrees along with Invercargill. Dunedin's on 11, Timaru 13, Christchurch 14, Blenheim 20. Out of the Chathams, it's been warm all morning there, 19 degrees now, it's warmed up it's cooled off a bit in Queenstown, 10 degrees along with Franz Joseph, Westport there has 16 degrees in the North Island, uh, it's got um, we've got Palmerston North have got 19 degrees, Masterton 20 Wellington's on 18, New Plymouth 19, Taupo's also on 19 along with Rotorua, Gisborne is 22, Hamilton 20 along with Tauranga, 22 also uh, the same as Gisborne in Auckland and Huangarei has 21 degrees Kaitai, it's very warm and muggy up there uh, partly overcast as well with 22 degrees. Uh, the short forecast for all of New Zealand, valid into midnight tonight for Northland to Waitomo, Waikato I should say, including the Coromandel Peninsula, the Bay of Plenty and Taupo. Cloud with, uh, cloudy with isolated showers at first, then rain spreading north today with some heavy falls. Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, cloud increasing, scattered rain in Hawke's Bay, spreading to Gisborne this afternoon. Waitomo to Wellington and Wairarapa, including Taramanui and Taupo. Uh, Tie happy. Rain with some heavy falls, easing to isolated showers in the south this morning and afternoon. For Nelson and Buller and also Westland, remaining showers clearing this morning and they're becoming mainly fine. However, isolated showers about the ranges this evening. For Marlborough and Canterbury, scattered showers clearing this evening. For Otago and Southland and Fiordland, uh, fine, mainly fine in the north and uh, central Otago. You've got a few showers elsewhere becoming confined to the south coast this afternoon. And finally, for the Chatham Islands, periods of rain for you. Hey, well, that's my lot. Thank you very much. It's been a um, wonderful uh, morning this morning. I've been very disorganised, haven't I? Mm, oh, yeah. Anyway, so we are back. We are back to the uh, wonderful music here at the Wireless, and we'll kick off with a great song from the 70s by Looking Glass, and it's called Brandy. Whiskey and wine, they'll say the same brand. 